0: Hey, this is Benjamin Mara. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics.
1: Uh,
2: that was genuinely perfect. Isn't he always? No. He, no. He's not, he's not gonna say wow. That. No, but sometimes he just shits on the meter, and he gets it too. He gets too enthusiastic, and it the, it just goes right into the red. Right. It's not that I'm
1: bad. It's just mm-hmm. that there are times where the 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 technology doesn't
2: can <laughs> anticipate. Remote. You're ne- you're load. You're <laughs> you're never bad. You're bad now. You're dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but dirty's not bad, is it? I I don't think so, I think dirty's good, but just in, you, dirty's there's a fine line. you could be too dirty yes yes, we are I don't think we're too dirty on this show. I think we're just the right amount of, of, smidge, of dirty
0: the right just the right amount, maybe over the edge every now and then, but
2: we're right. che- we're cheesecake or and or burlesque dirty, but we're not prawn
0: dirty I think we're the ultimate podcast version of fan service,
2: you think yes. I will say we were very respectful to our guests last week. I mean, you know, we, we go off sometimes into areas where it's not unisex, right? I mean, a, a, a person with not male genitalia would probably be offended sometimes when we get into certain things. Where I have to say, last week we kept it real because we respected her and we showed it.
0: Well, we're trying to be better. We're trying to be better.
2: We are trying to be better all the time. I don't see how we can possibly get better, but um, I guess. Well,
0: I mean, ethically better. You're yes, right. you're right. More in you're touch right. with the 2019 societal mores versus the 2007.
2: No, oh, I'm doing the math wrong. 2000.
0: Yeah, 2007, right? Yeah, 2007 yes. mores.
2: Yeah, I'm. Bad. I'm, and I, I do have to work at it because um, I had a individual in my class that asked me or told me that they do not uh, associate with male or female and i had oh, to i had to use i had to pick my pronouns carefully whenever i talked about mm-hmm. or to this person and that's it's difficult for me because i'm number one i'm lazy when i speak and and two i i it's a traditional thing like man him woman her but not with this with this person i had to be very selective in in how i spoke and it taught me a lesson i didn't dislike it i actually liked it because it's it opened up um, a new a new way of thinking to me well, which I, which i shouldn't because i am a fan, a fan of genesis p orridge and that uh that kind of stuff has been around for decades only in with 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 them but now it's in the world and it's okay
0: were hey. you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, what? I Ask you a follow up. Were you aware? Because I know that. Uh, joking aside, I know you're very busy. You have a job, unlike David and I, where you can't really check the computer during the day. Um, did you see on the groups the discussion about Chuck Rosansky? No. Well, I I did not know this, uh, but apparently, Mr. Rosansky, uh, aka for those that are listening that don't know who that is, he is the. Uh, founder and owner of Mile High Comics which is um arguably the largest comic book retailer of of all time yep. probably inarguably either way one of the big ones and uh Chuck Rosansky is uh transvestite
2: no kidding wait he was is. was there something on about a uh, a show or a, an act yes he's putting on he's putting I did on l- a, uh... I did like that but I didn't read it
0: yeah he he apparently so he is in his early 60s uh, he got very ill and nearly died uh, about a decade ago, which I did know because I read his newsletter um and I guess during or re- the recovery from that left him with big gaps in his memory and all sorts of uh like motor function issues and he had to spend essentially two three years rehabbing uh he's fine now but but during that period of time, uh they hired a full time assistant for him. While he traveled, because his business does require him to travel a lot. And his assistant was... Well, so I know it's a woman. I'm pretty sure she's a lesbian. Apologize if she's bisexual. I, I don't know that much about her. But he cited her as being... Um, they would be on the road together a lot. And she would often like to, after, um, after the cons or whatever, or their buying trips, she would often like to go to LGBT bars to chill out. That was her, her, her safe space. So he would go with her out of curiosity, and he began really enjoying it, and it opened his eyes to uh, the idea of sexuality being on a spectrum and that sort of thing. And long story short, he began dabbling in cross-dressing and performing, and I guess he's been doing it quite frequently now for some time, and uh, not like totally secreted about it, but I guess he never made a giant public declaration of it. And now, as you just noted, he's going to put on a event at the Mile High main store once a month in Boulder, Colorado for uh, kids for for people that are under twenty one who and the reason that he's doing it is because almost all uh, uh, like burlesque or trans trans shows are uh, you know at bars, places that have a liquor license ergo uh, people under twenty one can't participate. So he's putting on an event once a month, and he's going to pay for it all the expenses uh, in conjunction with this group that he's involved in for younger people that have gender identity issues, or not issues, but but you know gender identity spectrum uh, choices. So, uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised. I I didn't have any idea. He goes by the stage name Betty Pages. That's awesome. Ah,
2: that is awesome. Yeah, I have many of those in my collection. And, And
0: for those wondering, he he is a well, at least for he identifies as a heterosexual married man and right. he says that his wife has been un- incredibly understanding and supportive of it so uh-huh. which i got to tell you is that's the most shocking thing to me because i again i de- i have absolutely no issues at all with with people identifying any way that they want to or 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 you know being tra- transgender or being transvestites or you know whatever your choices are in life but i but i i have to say i don't think many women in their early 60s that were married to someone for forty years would be all that easily accepting of that kind of change late in life. So, I give them both credit.
2: Right. Well, one of my daughters um, sees herself as gender neutral. There you go. And I, I, I just screwed the pooch right there because I said herself, and I, and I'm, I'm dealing. Like I'm, I'm trying to to find right. new ways to express You've myself. Known her her whole life.
0: the Appropriate way. I mean, I'm asking seriously because I haven't been. I haven't been put in that position yet to to know someone personally. I, I
2: haven't figured it out yet. I mean, she okay. doesn't do it when she doesn't demand it when she's at home because we are her family and we've raised her and she um, we recognize her and we associate with her as a female. But um, I'm sure she does it online, but she has schooled me in ways of, of communicating and, and I, I sometimes forget them. <laughs>
0: is it they? They or yes?
2: But that seems so vague to me. Right, right. And and you also have two other
1: kids. So when you say you know they're home, you could be meaning a group,
0: more I, I than guess one you, of your right, children. Right, right. Use the the given or just, name. Just 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 say. I was going to say her give given name, name, but I guess that's not. Yeah, our, you'd use the given name, her. It. I don't. I don't know. This is now. Now we're out of our real house. Yes, I yes. Don't know the appropriate. Right. Well, I'm
2: I'm trying and I, I'm right. she hasn't been giving me the stink eye, so I guess you know, I guess I'm doing okay, but we'll see. see. And and you will hear <laughs> because this, my friends, is eleven o'clock comics episode five hundred and ninety two. Woof. And I am giddy and I'm also Vince B.
1: Oh, you are giddy. I love it when you're giddy. I love it when you can talk about things that you really Really enjoying. It. I'm looking forward to that. And
0: I am David A. Price. Indeed, you are. And in just three weeks from today, you both will be lovingly fondling my golden gun because I am Francisco Scaramanga.
2: Wow. Dun, 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 dun. No, you're not. Francisco Scaramanga. You're Jason Wood, everybody. And we have been gathered around these microphones to present to you our Book of the Month episode. Yes. This month, we are focusing on Dark Knight's Metal from Scott Snyder and uh, Poppy Capullo with Jonathan Glapian on the main story and Mr. Uh, Placentia on color. And he's assisted along the way on two one shots by Grant Morrison, James the IV, Joshua Williamson, and we'll get into it. But that's the thing we're going to be talking about is Dark Knight's Metal. It was chosen By our No
1: no, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. No, it wasn't we we made we made the announcement back in uh, October, November when when we knew that the trade was coming. Um that we would give it another shot since we all kind of bailed early on when it was originally coming out. Yes, we read Uh, the first issue. In February when when the trade is released, we will um that will be our
2: book of the month. So we will resume
1: voting in March, probably,
2: since we have C two E two. Right. Well, here's the deal. If you are one of our patrons, and you can find our page at patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. That's with the one one, no apostrophes, 11 o'clock comics. Um, What we do is we float out 11, get it, choices per month that the patrons can vote upon, and they decide what our book of the month subject will be. Unfortunately, this wasn't one of those, but that's how it usually works. So if you want to check it out, go there and um, look around. You won't see everything because um, it's tiered. There's a tier structure if you uh, give a certain amount of money, um, you can see things and the more the more you give, the more you see, the more you participate in and the more episodes we can bring you every month. And by you, I mean everyone. It just doesn't apply to our patrons. it applies to everyone who has access to the eleven o'clock comics feed the podcast feed. On uh, iTunes or wherever you get it so um yes that's how it usually works but this month we had a gaping blind spot in our uh, knowledge of metal and the fact that it's driving the DC bus lately um, we needed to rectify that and we did and you will hear about it soon but what I want to know is dun, 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 what are you guys drinking
0: uh, I am trying something new for the evening. What it is? I I got to say, buying beer never – it makes me feel like an old man now because there's so many choices. So last time I went, I picked up a bunch of different ones, just winged it, just threw caution to the wind. That's awesome. Yeah, because there's just so many. I mean, it's hundreds of beers I've never had before. Now, I eliminate about 80% of them off the top because they're IPAs. Y'all you know I'm not down with the IPA so much. So a little easier for me to to winnow it down. But I uh, – one of the – actually, I'm, I have two here that I'm drinking. Now, the one I have already drank a few of, so I'm going to open that up after I drink this one. But this is from Victory Brewing, uh, Storm King Imperial Stout.
2: Oh, it's good. Yeah.
0: It is very good. Yep. And it is uh, – the reason I don't have multiple Storm Kings up here is because each bottle is 9.1% alcohol by volume. So mm. I figured if I had too many of these, it would be messy, and I don't want to be messy. So uh, I am ratcheting back to two rolls Olfactory Pilsner after I have this Storm King.
2: Nice. You know what plays a huge part in the selection process when you do what you just did? When you go in and you're like, I'm going to try this. This looks good. I'm going to try that. Bottle art.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Yep that yeah. happens with wine also.
2: Yep.
0: That's true. The 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 beer cans now are impeccably are are art, artistic. It's incredible.
2: Yes. And it shouldn't really play into it, but it does because oh, it does. we are attuned to the visual side of things. So mm-hmm. if there's a, a a giant viking warrior with a, a colossal battle axe in his hand, I would be like, I need to try this. You know, but there's a puppy on another one. Mm, I don't think so. Mhm. Well, it depends on it how Depends on how the puppy is drawn. Um, I'm uh, continuing my abstinence of all food and or beverages other than water after six o'clock. And that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking water. It's all right. I feel good.
0: That's good. I want you to feel good. You're you're not going to, you're going to, you're going to let vacation be vacation though, right?
2: Of course I am.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, we have gone to cons where that wasn't the case. It's true. Who? When? I, both you and I have been at cons, at separate cons, ironically enough, where we have been in eating and drinking really well and, and been somewhat party poopers. It's okay. It happens. But it's not going to happen this time, right? No, it is uh,
2: not. No, it is not. I'm going to enjoy my brothers All and right. sisters.
1: I, too, am um, trying something new, but it is a wine. Uh, I had their... Um, I think it was their, their red blend a couple of weeks ago, the uh, diseno. This is their old vine Malbec from Argentina, bottled in 2017. And um, I have not even uh, had a
2: sip yet, so I am uh, looking forward to it. Nice. So let's jump into it. Let's make with the metal. And I'm doing the devil horns. You can't see it, but I am. Just like the cover of the first issue, um, this is a six issue miniseries written by Scott Snyder, drawn by Papi Capulo, and inked by Jonathan Glapion with color art by, it's FCO Placencia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, there are two tie ins included in this volume Batman Lost and The Wild Hunt. And they, were uh, co-written with Mr. Snyder by James Tinian IV, Joshua Williamson, Grant Morrison, and the artists in question on all these things are Mikel uh Jorge Jimenez, Doug yes. M- Monkey, Alvaro <laughs> Martinez, Yannick Paquette, Howard Porter, uh, Roddy Fernandez, and Jaime Mendoza. So uh, an amazing assemblage of uh Artists Uh, on the color side, you have Alejandro Sanchez, Will Quintana, Hi-Fi, Nathan Fairbain, June Chung, and Brad Anderson. So I hope I covered everybody. Before we get into this, right, I think you got to lay down a little bit of backstory on what's going on here. We're going to play Carter Hall for a second because that's what Carter does. Carter writes all this stuff down in a journal hoping that Bruce will find it and he does but he's he's the omnipotent narrator in this thing uh the all-knowing narrator cuz he he has experienced these things and it's far things that are far beyond the scope of what uh Batman usually deals in so um the rub as it were it starts with corona right as does most things in the DC universe cuz corona was an Owen scientist who inadvertently caused the creation of the multiverse. He yep. crea- created a time machine, took him back to the origin of everything. And what did he see? He saw the hand of creation instigating bada bing, bada boom, everything, right? So the hand of creation didn't take too kindly to someone peeping in on his uh, business. So, uh, Kronos' ship goes bluey, and the multiverse is formed, okay? So, that's the multiverse. So, where does the multiverse come from, you got to ask? Like, all these universes, who's making them? Well, they come from a place called the Forge of Worlds, where the person who is operating the forge bangs out all these new realities, right? And they're all generated as um, are most things in Dark Knight's metal. They're generated in tandem with the hopes and fears of all living things. And all these universes are layered in the same physical space, but they vibrate at different frequencies. So they're overlaid, and that's important with the frequencies because it plays into the, the whole um, concept of, of metal. Um, and some of these universes are successful and stable, And some are not. And those that were unstable were destroyed by the dragon Barbatos. And all the energies from these destroyed universes are returned to the forge and they make more universes, right? But there's a problem. Well, there was a problem. Because Barbatos had a penchant for destruction. And he got a little bit too big for his dragon britches. And he eliminated his master and took control of the forge. Except in vacating his previous position, he left all those unstable universes extant. So this nasty business exists where he was the purge, he was the the cleansing agent for the process. Now he's not doing it anymore. So you have all these unstable universes and they have become something called the dark multiverse. Right. So you remember in Final Crisis... When Darkseid blasts Batman with the Omega Sanction and it sends him back to the the origins of man, right? Barbados became aware of Batman's presence and began this incredibly convoluted process wherein Bruce Wayne would be the vessel, or the wagon, as he's called many times in this series, to bring Barbados into the DC universe reality and then by DC universe reality, I mean the the reality of the Trinity Batman Superman Wonder Woman, right? So it gets even more complex because There were three tribes of man in the beginning, right? You had the wolf the bear and the bird tribe and Bruce's presence in the past instigated a fourth tribe tribe of the bat and the Bat Tribe and the Bird Tribe were at war seemingly forever. And that's where, uh, Katar Hall or Carter Hall enters the picture. And he and, and Kendra are reincarnated members of the Bird Tribe. Right? So Barbados has been manipulating Bruce's life since the beginning of time. Right? Court of Owls, that's Barbados. He, he they were once members of the Bird Tribe and he turned them and, In this story, the Court of Owls, they're known as the Judas tribe because they betrayed their bird tribe origins and now they are siding with the bat tribe. And that's what you need to go into this. But this is a long-winded way of saying, on the one hand, I thought this event was one of the most inaccessible events that I've ever read out of D.C., There is a lot of heavy lifting going into this thing.
0: Testify, my brother.
2: Yes, but on the other hand, and Snyder knew this, I, I think he's a very canny writer. It all means nothing going in. It really means absolutely nothing. All you need to know is the Justice League, it's not a Batman book, although Batman is at the core of this thing. It's a Justice League book. The Justice League... Is encountering this thing, Barbatos, that wants to drag the Earth into the dark multiverse and just have his way. That's all you really need to know. So, on the you one. Pause for a sec? Sure.
0: I asked a question, and this is not a question of this event per se, but a question of all big two events. But I think this one, as you just noted, the most egregious. If. We don't need to know all of it, and it's super convoluted. Does it serve the enjoyment of the story or the presentation of the story to give it to us in the first place?
2: Ah, I knew you would say that. If it's not pertinent to the story, why is it there? Right? Correct. Because I believe, and and I may be giving Snyder a little bit too much credit here, um, Snyder can be incredibly complex. We've read the Court of Owls saga and Batman, right? It, that that stuff is dense. Just the whole. How many uh, issues of Batman did Snyder and Capullo do? Like a hundred? A lot. A Not a
0: hundred because Tom will be have the record when he does a hundred. But, uh, but in the yeah in the sixty seventy range. Yeah. Okay. Like five years, right? Five years. Range?
2: And it was really all one story. And supposedly he was planting the seeds for Metal along the way, which I think. I don't know whether I believe that or not. It just seems like, it seems to me like Snyder is a very capable writer where he would know, because he's been doing this for so long, that he would know to put these little MacGuffins in there should he decide to exploit them later on. That's just smart storytelling, right? Um, they, they seemingly mean nothing along the journey of the story that he told with Capullo, but, he planted those seeds to go back and maybe use them later if he didn't he didn't but because they didn't really have all that much import in that long court of owls thing but in metal they're preeminent they're they really mean something but i don't think all the backstory is necessary but it's there should you need something like that I I and it, and it's it's unique to metal I think because metal is yes it it deals with the the five and eventually six metals heavy metals that are at play in the story but this he named it perfectly because in naming it metal it takes all of the the trademarks of that style of music it's the story's loud it's bombastic it's at times juvenile it's at times incredibly complex and it's 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 raucous right and and it's it's just a it's a pedal to the metal free will burnin type story but that is enhanced with all that backstory and baggage but you don't really need it it's it's the justice league coming together in the form of a giant mech like that's metal right it's it's this Barbados creature on top of the anti monitor's tuning fork, literally screaming to get his his um lackeys to come into existence. Like it's it's rock and roll, but it's also an event. So he has to play it more or less the way events are, are normally played, meaning that yeah, it's the saga, right? It's the DC saga. But on the surface it's that. But I think underneath it's just a, um, a kick drum, power chord romp. It really is because it doesn't mean squat at the end. There, there are terrible things that happen over the course of these six issues, but what happens at the end? He puts all the toys, more or less, back in the toy box the way he found them with subtle tweaks here and there. He, he, did what he, he does what you, a good writer should do. Get you pumped and then fix it all in the end right do you do you guys think that do you, did you approach that this way
0: mm, well you brought up another point you're you're hitting all the high notes here um no secret that of the three of us i am the one that has a visceral lack of interest in metal as a music genre this is true yeah <laughs> yeah and i didn't while reading this necessarily like actively make the connection to metal as a music, mm-hmm. but I did have it in my notes to bring up to y'all because uh, I, I guess maybe we're, we're bearing the lead here, uh, and I know Dap has to weigh in too. Uh, this 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 didn't work for me. I, I didn't care for this event very much. Um, now I don't. That doesn't mean to say that I'll be quiet for the next hour or have nothing constructed to say. I think I think there's a lot to be said about the event, and I don't think it was a complete failure I, I, I appreciate elements of I appreciate the audacity of the attempt whether or not he's, he, he he landed the attempt is subjective. I don't think he did you you do it seems like most people really enjoyed it so I'm not going to go out of my way to convince all of you that enjoyed it you were wrong I, for me it didn't work but I, I I did after the fact think, huh well, I'm not quite sure what being metal means. Because I'm not a metal fan, but uh, is 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 this is my lack of enjoyment somehow tied to the fact that I'm not a dude who really is into
2: metal? No. The okay. the but but when you think of metal as a style of music, what do you think of? It's loud. It, yep. Monotonous, insufferable. Oh, stop! <laughs> it's it's loud. Yeah. Earth-shaking, hard to comprehend. Male-oriented for the most part. Um, tremendous! Its power, its energy, Owful. it's 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 Kirby, right? A lot Kirby, of masculinity, a lot of testosterone, right? Kirby's metal, but and and uh, I I don't want to trample all over David, but the key, I think is is in the first issue which is bookmarked by something that happens in the last issue but we'll get to it when the fulcrum abominous when batman figures out that the toy man was giving him a clue in this fulcrum fulcrum ab, fulcrum abominous right what that means is they had to join together they had to unify in in order to Get themselves out of this situation, right? And I think, I'm um, not to talk about the style of heavy metal, but the the more often than not in heavy metal, I think I think it's more than any other style of music, right? Heavy metal rallies its listeners under one unified banner, right? Ronnie James Dio didn't sing I rock; he sang We rock. And Halford and Judas Priest called the defenders of the faith like we're all defenders of the faith heavy metal doesn't and i see it a lot in rap when, whenever my son will say dad you gotta listen to this song it's awesome and it's it's one voice on the mic saying i'm so great i rhyme awesomely i do this people <laughs> people throw throw their panties at me 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 more often than not in heavy metal they speak to their audience as we we're the defenders of the faith like it's a unified fist pumping wave of like minded people. It's a fulcrum abominus. Heavy metal is a fulcrum abominus. Dap, how many times has um, Dickinson said, scream for me? And you hear this giant mass of people going, Arr! like uh-huh. metal is a rallying cry. Yeah. And and it's more. It's usually an anthem that does it, but that's what anthems do. They 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 rally the troops and they get everybody thinking in one direction as one mind. That's heavy metal. And I think it, it in terms of this story, conceptually, that's the thing that begins and ends the story. Is we need to come together. We need to make the fulcrum. We need to 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 go against established. Ideas and ways of thinking, and as one, and do this. That's what metal is. And conceptually, we'll get to it at the end. That's what he's saying about making comics, too. And you may not have read that into it, but it's there, and it comes right out of Carter Hall's mouth. There's, I want, when we get to it, there's a, a passage that is exactly the way. I think comic books should be made. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm hoping he does too. Um I know we've we've done we've dove do right in, but since this is a book
0: of the month, maybe we should uh it sounds clear to that that you you really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I am on the record as saying it didn't really work for me, but we should let that weigh in because we normally give our high level thoughts before we do the deep dive. So Yeah, I'm
2: sorry I got a little carried away.
0: No, it's all good. It's all good. But... it's all good,
1: man. I, I I I love the fact that you're carried away and I, I was I We were counting on it. <laughs> Well yes, and I, I was I was a little scared.
2: I was scared your, coming in.
1: Um your enthusiasm and, and your enjoyment of it would lift me up. And to some degree it did I did not I didn't love this. I still I went in just, you know, trying it from start to finish and, and just seeing where it takes me and there are things that I still found. Um well, not still found, but as I kept getting into it, um third fourth fifth issue i was just like this is this isn't this isn't really working for me it should based on all the characters involved including hawkman it, it should be doing what i want a dc event to do and 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 even with the the um the whole multiverse and 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 the the different versions of all the characters i'm like i should be Eating this up with a huge ass spoon, and it still just didn't didn't get me there. And whether I feel that it was padded out of it, maybe it went on a little too long. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the tie-ins more than the main story, and and I also read um, uh, the Batman Who Laughs. So I this was definitely one of those events where you got a whole Whole lot more out of it if you read more than just the main story, and we've we've had to do that with Civil War and with Millennium and Legends to a degree, but there we've this isn't a new concept. Um, But between this not looking the best, Capullo and Gleppion have looked, and the voice the voices some of the characters had not really landing for me um this wasn't this wasn't my favorite book of the month but it it's not it ended better than i thought it would as i as i'm in the middle of it but i'm 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 squarely in in between you two in, in, in where I stand
2: on it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to rebut everything you say because that would be boring uh, to listen to. And you know, I I, I th- cannot co-sign the fact that you don't think this is um, Capullo and, and Glapian's that, that it's somehow not as good as what we've seen from them. I think the visuals are just awesome. But that's all I'm going to say on that matter because we all have okay. our tastes, right? Sure. And um, but and the, I, I said I wasn't gonna, but I'm going The I think I, <laughs> I, I I I think the voices. You're and you're exactly right. Some of the voices are a little weird, a little off, but I think that's intentional. Like, how many instances in the book does he have Batman laugh? Sure. Not in a quieter moment during a mission in in the thick of things batman's laughing or chuckling to himself and and i thought the voice of i think i thought deathstroke was a little too yo
1: that 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 was probably my biggest quibble yeah
2: but Um, it's in the spirit of what he's trying to do i think i think um the 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 majority of metal is not to be taken all that seriously and that, again, it's in, it's in the style of metal, Boy. metal music. It's, it's, oh. it's in a, like a Superman. I, I, and, and again, I'm going to bury the lead on this just a little bit because it, I, and it, and it struck me in the last issue. And I'm thinking, Snyder's Batman is an optimist disguised as a pessimist. Throughout the whole thing, Batman is the, is the one who knows it's going to come out all right when they're in the in the forge of worlds that was particularly telling clark wants to give up he wants to throw in the towel and i'm like i thought capullo's superman is a pessimist in optimist clothing he's he's not the the superman that we've known forever he's he's downbeat. He's like, nah, we're not going to be able to do it. We should just retreat. Let's get the hell out of here. And Bruce is like, no, 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 no. It's going to be alright. Let's do this. And I thought that was extremely telling, because it's a Superman that we've rarely encountered. Like, Superman's always the one flying the flag, right? He's the one we can do this. And in this one, Superman is not... He's not himself. Maybe he just took a look around and saw the monumental odds that were stacked against him. I mean they're dipping in molten magma, whatever, at one point. Like, there's no way that uh-huh. – maybe Superman, who can fly into the heart of a sun, but for for Bruce, he's just a dude, right? And he's immersing himself in this magma, and he's like, Oh no, no they will be okay. It's like, yeah. whoa. And it just struck me that it's a it's a very, very different representation of Superman than we're used to. But I was okay with it because – you, you throw caution to the wind and you just assume that it's all going to come out in the end, right? The, I, I don't demand that every character walk-to-walk walk and talk-to-talk the talk like they've done in countless other books before this, right? There's some part you're like, okay, I, I can deal with Deathstroke being a joker, making fish puns. You can. Right, But because it, it's not really important, big picture, it, you know, if I mean, in, in the case of
1: this mission, it is, and, and and the fact that he's only there because of his Prometheus sword. It's it's you know, there's there are it, it's weird. You you said you know Snyder is playing fast and loose with these characters, and and can't take it too serious. But earlier you said how he leaves everybody intact for it to it it it's, it kicks off what. The current dc is mm-hmm. and as he starts it he, he puts everybody in place leaving some tweaks and that, that people can build on so it's it, i'm hearing a little bit of a um of of a contradiction there because How? it's i mean it, because it, in 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 one regard it's almost like so he's playing with these characters as if they're almost like elseworlds characters but
2: and there's some this are, all
1: sets this all sets up something for the current DCU. My my issue with and endless, Snyder's written some fantastic Batman stories, and for a lot of fans, especially listeners of our show, we know a lot of people consider Snyder's Batman like their Batman. I mean, maybe because they've only been reading for, for a few years, whatever. But you know, when they think of Batman, if if someone says, I want to read a cool Batman story, most people today are probably going to throw them a Snyder story, whether it's pre New Fifty Two or whatever. But Snyder has his Batman. He's telling his Batman story. And and this isn't because, you know, I'm enjoying Tom's version of Batman, but obviously what's going on in Tom's Batman, it's really not the same character here. And and so this is Snyder still telling his Batman story, just like certain just like Donnie isn't writing Venom during War of the Realms because Donnie wants to tell his Venom story and that's not involved in that stuff. So so Colin's going to write Venom for a couple of months and, and Donnie can still it's what Slot did during every event. Slot still did Amazing Spider-Man and then if Spidey needed to be involved, they did a little separate Spidey miniseries. So certain writers just want to tell the story with their characters and 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 not have it really deal with the rest of, of the universe. And that's that, that's kind of what Snyder did here is that, you know, these are character I'm I'm using the Justice League and this is going to lead into what the Justice League is doing and um and and I'm using the Batman that I've been writing for so long. Because he you know, once once he finished Batman proper and it relaunched with Tom, he still got to do his Batman All Star and 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 so he could still tell his Batman stories and that's where we got Kendra and uh so it built up on that. So so this was this was still Snyder's batman story and and so i knew that going in even though i didn't read everything that snyder wrote and and acapulo drew of that batman series but i knew that this was snyder's batman it, that this this i could leave whatever tom's doing in his book off to the side and and know that they're not going to interfere with each other but it it just it felt like a it, it had an event feel to it as, as Snyder writes in 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 the intro or the foreword but um it it felt because of how the characters sounded in my head it felt like um it was almost like Morrison's multiversity where it's just you know the characters are there you 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 recognize them because of the clothes they're wearing they just may sound a little off and and that's why I they they sounded off throughout the entire series for me
2: Well, the Batman that is in Metal, uh, uh, Snyder is writing him, but is not the same Batman from his Batman run. This is an afraid Batman. He's scared. He doesn't know if he's doing the right thing. He's questioning himself. That's not the Batman from Snyder's run. This is, is, yes, it's the same character, but this Batman is in a very, very different mindset. And Snyder purposely has superman ask him on a number of occasions you okay this is not like you like you're not acting the way you normally do you know or you're not you're not thinking like the bruce that i know and he's not because he's shit scared that he's responsible for the destruction of everything so while on the one hand it is the same batman it's a batman in a very very different agitated state same character but he's he his mind is not working the same way, and I think that's important to note, right? But and you said it that this is going to drive the DC universe. After it, I don't think. Yes, in specifics, it it is because you have new Hawkman. Well, it book gave that, us the New Age of Heroes. Yes, right. It, right. Yeah, they the,
1: kicked the, off that 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 Justice League, the current Justice League that's going on now, but the miniseries that led into it.
2: Right, Hawkman. Yeah, and there's there's a number of books that are spiraling out of this, but I don't. Th- I mean, it, it is a reboot. The, it, it, the um, Dark Knight's Metal is a stealth reboot. As for as much as a a, a book by Snyder and Capullo could be considered stealth, it, it's not specifically stated on the covers or you know this is a reboot. the The DC universe is irrevocably changed at the end of this. It's right. not the same DC universe it was before. The source walls broken but what what Snyder was doing with this is rebooting the DC universe not in specifics but in spirit. And and it it comes it all comes down to that thing that Carter Hall says at the end of at the end of issue 6. That's the reboot. He's hoping that the style, the, the approach to comics would be changed in the DC Universe in the wake of this thing. Not so much the specifics, but the spirit of it. And I mean, we'll get to it, I think. But I, I think it's going to be a, a hell of a long slog if we go traditionally issue by issue by issue and just say yeah. everything that, because like heavy metal and like the, the, the metals that are featured in this thing, it's incredibly dense. There's stuff going on everywhere. A lot of it happens off panel, but there are characters that go on missions while Batman's trying to do something and there it, and it just keeps layer upon layer of all the, these these little stories that Snyder stacks up. And I I really enjoyed that because it reminded me or it it brought me back to the Bronze Age. Justice League of America in the Bronze Age was convoluted and crazy as shit. And I think this was fashioned in the spirit of those old stories where you may have had 22 pages to tell it, but mm-hmm. there was no decompression. Like They just littered these their comics with event after event after event or instance, I should say, not event, instance where, you know, and especially the JLA, JSA crossovers, those things are incredibly detailed in 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 narrative like they go all over the place we got to go to thanagar no we got to go to you know oa and do this and it's all happening at the same time and yet it's the one story that that would initially i'll be honest i read the first issue of this and i was way back when and i was like wow this is just all over the place like what the hell's going on we're we're with mongol initially and then we Mm go black hawk island and then we're we're going over here and doing something else and and i i didn't see it for what it was i thought i saw it for what i wanted it to be like tell me a story in in terms of or in the style of modern storytelling this is a throwback this is a this is a bronze age avengers and or justice league of america story because it's just, there's, how much can I pack into these six issues? Right? It's dense. It's thick. And, and that initially turned me off, but after having read it three times in preparation for this episode, I've read it three frickin' times. Just to maybe pick up on stuff I missed mm-hmm. along the way, and I just enjoyed it. I wanted to read it again. Um, I, I think it's, it's very much old school it's it's not the way current comics are done and again i think that plays into snyder's approach to it to to what Uh, what comes after
0: so i want to say one thing about your opening stanza and then one thing about what comes after this Uh,
2: i'm glad you said stanza because that plays into the music aspect of it you got it
0: Um, you alluded in your beginning remarks that Schneider would like us to believe that this was an intricately weaved uh, narrative that he had been planning throughout his Batman run. Yep. And you, uh, I appreciate the candor because I know how much you enjoyed this that you weren't sure you you bought that entirely. And I'm I'm with you. I, I don't. Um, I think Schneider's an excellent writer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I don't want to make that clear because Lord knows these these things we call, we do podcasts are going to be out in the ether forever. I don't want I don't want Scott to ever you know. Happen upon this and think that I'm, you know, because I didn't enjoy this this <laughs> miniseries. That, that this. I'm, yeah, that I don't like him. I think he's a fantastic writer, um, and 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 everything he's writing right now, I'm really enjoying. Um, but but this didn't work for me. And I think one of the reasons, right or wrong, I I you're right, Vince. It it it, it is it is frenetic and complicated and wild, and and those oftentimes can be very good things for me. This felt. Like, as I was reading it, it just felt like he was trying to pull every kernel of what he thought was important about DC lore into a cohesive narrative and come out the other side. And I, personally speaking, I think he failed at that. I felt like he was just grasping at things from different parts of the DC universe and mishmashing them together with I felt to be a relatively weak uh, lasso. I I I didn't come away with any aha moments. Like I always I call it the Usual Suspects test. At the end of Usual Suspects, the first time you watch it, when you realize that that uh, Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze and he's been weaving this tale, you you have that aha moment. Like holy shit! Like er, okay, everything makes sense now. Um, and and I would say in current comics, the the best at that, from my vantage, is Jonathan Hickman. Now. I know that that can be a problem for some because Hickman's stories are so carefully crafted that some think it lacks passion, and, and I'm fine with that. If you if you if you're listening to this and think that Hickman is not your favorite because you think he lacks passion, I'm not going to argue that point. Um, I think he can be clinical at times, but I lean to liking that because I'm very analytical. I, I felt like this was trying to be two things at once: this wild, frenetic, passionate, crazy, quote-unquote metal story. And his magnum opus, look how smart I am at in interweaving these things over an eight-year run of writing stuff, I think the latter was more a byproduct of marketing to me than the former. Um, I just don't buy it. I don't believe that it was tightly tied together from the start. Um, I think there were certainly certainly threads that he was pushing for forever, but I, I don't. I think a lot of the stuff he brought in while he was making metal to try and make it more of an event. Uh, but, again, I, your mileage may vary. That, that's where I stand on it. But but the other part of this, and and I think important to say, since I'm the dissenter here who didn't really care for it, um, I think of the three of us, I'm the only one that's actively reading on a as-it-comes-out basis Justice League. Yes. Yeah, because
1: I'm, I'm a couple months behind.
0: Yeah, and I've, I've seen some complain that Justice League under Schneider's watch has been complex. And a lot of the complexity is born directly from metal. Now, I didn't realize that until we read Metal, because I've been reading Justice League as it comes out. But I will say, I am, and I just read the last issue, 18, I I am very much enjoying Justice League, and seemingly enjoying it more than the average fan, I think. So, you know, comics are weird, dude. Like, for some reason, what he's doing in Justice League, which, which comes right from all the stuff in Metal, I'm totally digging that vibe. But I didn't really care for the journey in Metal that got us there.
2: Okay. That's fair. Sorry.
0: Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just, I, I wanted to, cause, cause I was just like, a lot of times we've done books a month where one or all of us haven't cared for a book and we've sometimes been, I think we always try and be fair to it, but sometimes we just flat out don't like it. Um, and in this case, I really didn't care for it, but I, I don't, I, I feel like it was for me a, like a, a successful failure, if, if you know what I mean? Like it, like I, I get what he was trying to do. I get that for a lot of people, yourself included, he he achieved what he was trying to do. Um, for for me, he didn't, but I don't think it was necessarily because it certainly wasn't poorly written. It wasn't poorly drawn. It's just, I think for me, it was a little too frenetic for frenetic sake. Gotcha. I'll hand the baton back to you.
2: Ooh, I almost dropped it. Um, <laughs> but it, if you just take a step back and look, and and I totally agree with you that he was trying to corral all of the concepts, fan-favorite concepts from the DC universe and and corral them and and just insert them into this story. If you look at all of the books that Metal touches upon, definitely Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? Multiversity is a huge presence in this series. Death in the Family, while an an off-handed joke He does touch upon death in the family. He touches upon a shit ton of Hawkman lore, right? Um, Even Dark Knight Returns has its very, very brief moment in this. Um, The Vertigo books, this touches on Sandman uh, and on and on and on, right? So I I think, yeah, he was at, at one, on the one hand, he was trying to, just group all this this fan stuff into the book. But in terms of the narrative, there's really, aside from the death and the family thing, there's really not many instances where it doesn't matter in terms of the story, right? Like the, the multiversity is at the core of this thing, as is Crisis on Infinite Earths, because the anti-monitor's tower plays a big part in it. Um, Kendra slaps the map created by grant morrison of the dc multiverse and just i thought it was a really neat trick when she said okay here's everything we know this is the multiverse and she flips it over and wherever they had it printed it was conveniently printed on black paper but whatever um, you know and the back is black and wonder woman's like what the hell's that and she's like well this is the underside of everything we know this is the dark multiverse that was a really neat way of of illustrating um, what's going on? Like, here's what we know, flip it over. Here's what we don't know. And it's the don't know stuff that's going to kill us. So we got to get this down. I, that was a cool way of doing it, but where was I going with this? Um, so we said that it was incredibly dense. What do you guys want to touch upon in terms of the story? Like if, if we were selling this to people who had never read it, you, how would we go about doing it? I mean, it's difficult, right? I'm the, I could see, and there's a there's a part in the intro where Snyder says I pitched it to Dandy Dio, and he thought I was crazy.
0: Well, you started by saying the idea that there's this uh, like you don't need to know all the the setup to gets us to the big bad. Um, I mean, I think at the heart of it uh We have this idea which d c has played with right with with the multiverse it 's a long standing d c thing um and where we stood going into this is that there is a relatively tight compact multiverse made up of fifty two realities mm-hmm. and this introduces the concept of there being a flip side to that the dark multiverse yep and and so it's it 's not a fifty third universe it's more like it's and and this idea has been done before in both marvel and dc and marvel we have the cancerverse or we have the anti you know the um uh, what's the uh the the negative zone you know like we there there are con- i mean this is not a new concept per se but 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 it's the idea that there's this dark malevolent um side of things that was long forgotten or or not conceptualized by most of uh, the DC proper, and and now it's coming home to roost. They're trying to break in, right? I mean, that's the right. And and part of it is because something's happening with the source wall, right?
2: Well, I think what's happening with the source wall is a byproduct of what's driving the story. Chicken egg, okay? Right. Yeah, okay. no, it's Fair. not. It's not the source wall. That's the instigator of what's going on. It's the recipient of what's going on, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. you have things out of out of phase okay. and out of out of, mm-hmm. out of out of line because all this dark energy is spewing into the to the DC universe, um, and those with, nth metal or heavy metal. Things in their possession are feeling it. Doctor Fate's helmet; he's getting these visions. Steel's hammer, right? Poor Plastic Man, who we had a little bit of a retcon, on his origin where Mm -hmm. um he fell into a vat of heavy metals uh and so he can't filter out or he's he's trying desperately to filter out all of the impulses that are bombarding him so he takes the form of an egg and we were all wondering like why is plastic man in egg form in the the in the forge or was it the casting one of them and that's the reason why he went into this little cocoon because he's being assaulted by all these all this sensory input and he does not know how to deal with it so he and you know he 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 buries his head in the sand right but um and, and Mr. Terrific he 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 stands up for him which is kind of different than what we later see in the Terrifics where right. you know Mr. Terrific kind of sees Plastic Man initially anyway as a bit of an annoyance and maybe that is just because it was written by a different writer like Lemire's doing the terrifics where this is Scott Snyder's Mr. Terrific and Plastic Man so I mean that could be it but it it, it's not completely in sync with with what's happening in this this mini but so you have this this incredibly evil entity Barbatos that has planned to use Bruce Wayne as his vessel to enter the DC universe reality. And how does he do that? Well, it, it, it's a process called mantling where Bruce is introduced to these heavy metals, right? First, it was electrum, then Dionysium and Prometheum. And then Bruce steals a shard of Nth metal in the first issue. But um, then he is, and this is what, opens the doorway to the dark dimension he's doused with batmanium which is a cool sounding element and because of that it opens up the doorway to the dark multiverse and um spewing forth is barbatos and his evil minions all of which are fashioned from the hopes and fears of bruce wayne in relation to his friends so you have um a dark minion that is essentially doomsday and that's his hopes and fears for his friend clark but it's really bruce wayne all of these characters yeah. are bruce are bruce wayne and bryce and bryce it's and he even the batman who laughs they everyone initially thought oh it's the joker but it's not it's bruce yeah, well F- it's bruce filtered through his fear of his archenemy. it's it's bruce because he killed joker bruce
1: bruce killed joker batman killed joker and joker's last laugh was that there was there was joker there was joker venom or toxin in his basically with his dying breath he's now infected the person who killed him and now that person has become a joker because in batman who laughs batman kills the bat family and we slowly see him become the character that's introduced on his double page spread.
2: I didn't read that. That that's coming in that trade that I didn't get yet. No, it's not,
1: it's not, it, it, it's not the wild hunt and it's not rising. It's not, it, it's, it's, a, it's a separate one that I decided to read because Riley drew it.
2: No, um, I, I ordered the trade. Oh, oh the, the yeah, yeah.
1: road tour or whatever. Okay. Yeah.
2: No, that has the, all the one shots with the devastator and the, the red death and the, um yeah but anyway so and all but okay but i'm sorry but
1: but yeah but that but then that's something else that kind of like rubs me raw with this is that red Death is in one of the stories in in this trade and his fate but again that's something that you know you would think that might have been included
2: in the main story Yeah, and it kind of is though, because it's in the same trade. Okay, great. It's in the same trade. But if you were reading the six issues, but you're not. You're reading the trade. I'm reading a
1: trade. Yes, I'm reading a story as it's as as, after it's collected because it will hopefully make more sense. I get it. I I get that. But for somebody who wasn't like I wasn't initially,
2: it's irksome. But it's it's (laughs) it's not irksome. It's in the trade. I could see if they didn't include it, and someone said to you, "Hey, guess what." But they didn't include it
1: when it was coming out. If you just wanted to read metal, you wouldn't have well, seen that because you, you, were waiting, you weren't waiting for a trade. You were, we're getting off. But it's just... It's,
2: well, that's not it's, how the machine works as far as events go. They want you to read everything. That's why they publish them. Yes,
1: that's why they want you to. But, but a lot of them also say,
2: oh, no, no, you can just read the main story. Yeah, not so much with this. No, definitely not with this. No. It's not, not so much. No, because um, I had no idea right about the joker and, and the the last laugh thing like mm-hmm. that's not stated right. in the main series but that's cool cuz you know um so so uh barbados comes in he brings all his evil minions with him and um he tries through these gigantic towers of of people uh, he tries to drag the Earth down into the Dark Multiverse. And he's got the Anti-Monitor's gigantic tuning fork. And he's screaming more minions into existence. And that's when the Justice League splits. And they go on uh, these individual missions. Some go to Thanagar Prime. Some go to the, the Rock of Eternity. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the last vestiges of Nth Metal to seemingly bring down barbados meanwhile superman and batman get they dupe um batman into handing superman over to them to be the battery that charges this thing that's going to drag the dark the earth into the dark multiverse and um the result of that pulls dream into it like dream is is having a uh a, a conversation with with batman couple instances through this thing and he's giving he's not helping him but he's not a, actually um, hurting his cause at all like he it's hard to say i i think that dream was not a vanity inclusion for snyder dream is there for a purpose and dream his stock and trade is dreams which are stories like the the whole thing with lucian's library burning That's because stories are getting eliminated. They're, because of the dark multiverse, these stories are, are winking out of existence. And stories are powerful. Stories are what we are. We are organisms, but we're stories on, on the, on the the other hand, because we have a beginning, we have a middle and an end. We have a saga. Each one of us has a saga. And that, that, that's how it is in the DC universe too. So stories are, are very powerful. And that plays into, again, what, I believe Snyder's saying with this whole thing. So dream is not just an offhanded offhand inclusion. Like, Hey, let's really shake this shit up and bring Sandman into it. Like, Whoa, people are going to lose their shit. I think it was done for a, a reason, not just for, um, uh, to generate excitement. Cause that's a big deal. Sandman has only appeared in DC universe, proper stories, maybe a handful of times over the over the years right they've been very very um stingy with their well, use of and,
1: and and when when it was announced that the sandman was crossing over into a dc proper um event it, it was explicitly stated that it was going to be daniel and not mm-hmm. gaiman's morpheus
2: so but it, it's a big deal
1: that, oh, absolutely, that, that's a huge I, deal I,
2: to have salmon in this story. But where was I going? Um, long story short, and it's a very long story, as we've said, um, the heroes, as they did in the first issue, they, they formed the Fulcrum Abominus. They get a new type of metal, which essentially grants the bearer infinite power they can they can literally wish something into existence with this with this metal and it's element x we saw that in final crisis it's not a new thing but it hasn't been used i don't think since and um they garb themselves in shining armor and they they literally wish everything right at the end they join hands and they they sing kumbaya and, kumbaya, and because of the presence of this this tenth metal, they they wish everything back. Well, I don't want to say that because it's. Explicit. Where was
0: Kyle Rayner in his white lantern uniform?
2: We didn't see Kyle at all in this thing. Which, I know. Yeah, curious, but so they they undo all the damage, but in undoing everything they irrevocably changed the dc universe and it's it's explicitly stated that yeah we fix stuff but there's a whole lot of stuff we may have messed up because in doing so the source walls cracked open which allows us to peer out but it also allows things to peer in right and in in undoing all the damage they've changed things but some of the things, and I'm just repeating myself, some of the things they've changed are unknown. They don't know the extent of the change in the DC universe. And and here's the rub. I'm just going to shoot my wad right here. Carter Hall, in the last issue, says, uh, blah, 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 they're all wishing, and Superman's making the squinty eyes, and, and things are changing, and you get the streaming, um, you know, It looks like magnesium, this white-hot exertion of the will, right? They're willing things into existence or out of existence, right? And Carter Hall says, but after we find our way back to the light, we must remember to reach even higher next time, to look farther, to explore the greatest mysteries and follow the craziest stories. And here's the nugget, right? Because in the end, Sometimes it's the most insane, lunatic journeys that push us past what we thought was true and towards what is possible. And I think that's the one thing that Snyder was trying to do with this, was to say, hey, to use one of our phrases, comics should be ridiculous. We should should not consider anything too ludicrous to explore within the pages of comics Mm -hmm. and that I think with the new era or the new age of heroes and all the books that, that seemingly followed this thing, there seems to be a concerted effort at DC to just get crazy with it. Explore, push the boundaries of, of making these, these silly funny books and not take everything too seriously and, and throw wild concepts and, and off kilter storylines. And let's just see how far we can go Mm -hmm. with this. Right? That's metal. That's that's the idea of metal to me. Here's my thing. Mhm. You
0: you have kids, you you teach your kids things like you know, you, you don't ever walk into the room and tell people how smart you are cuz it's the person that says they're smart it isn't the smartest one in the room. People know you're smart, right? Or sure. you're best athlete or you got a big dick, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I I wish I I felt this book had many instances of self-referential dialogue, where where Scott was so desperate to tell us what we should be experiencing. Your quote being a perfect exhibit of that, although I think there are many, rather than letting his artistic partner of renown, Mister Capullo, show us what we're supposed to be thinking or feeling. Like it, it was those quotes that took me out of it the the let me hit the pause button and turn and look directly at the tv viewer and speak to the screen and tell you what you should have just what you just saw and why it should matter Hmm. so
2: i think illustrating that passage that i read would be incredibly difficult
0: I, i think the book but the book should be if if the book was all about that and comics should be ridiculous, it should just be about that. But it, it we, was we shouldn't ridiculous. Need, we shouldn't need Hawkman at the end to tell us that that's what we just experienced. We should put the book down and say, holy shit, what a wild ride. That's awesome. That's what comics should be about. But there is... We shouldn't have Batman Hawkman saying, public service announcement, comics should be absurd and wild and crazy. And you just experienced an example of how comics should be. All right. Now back to you, Bob.
2: Well, Batman rides a dinosaur.
0: But and yes, and there's an astral that's brain so I didn't, need the, I didn't need the Claremont thing I didn't need him to then tell us what we should have experienced the book should have stood on its own I should put the book down and say holy shit there were Joker dragons and there was Batman riding a dinosaur like I should be like that was crazy
2: and it was but maybe Snyder has very little restraint I don't know I didn't find that passage offensive in fact I think it's my favorite passage in the whole book the whole series so okay. you know six and one uh, maybe i i don't maybe he believes that modern readers need to be hit over the head i don't know he, he could have been um not assessing the the uh, brain power of his readership i don't know he may have been doing him a disservice with that i, I can only guess but i i thought that that line was prime see where we, uh, were well, you didn't you thought it was cringeworthy i thought it was prime Uh, DAP?
1: I In in this case, this is one of those instances where where I, I tend to side with Jason's take on it, just because it it's it, it it didn't add to it. Yes, it was it added to the whole all over the place aspect of of the story, but it it didn't help with
2: my enjoyment of the story. Hmm. I got nothing. You got plenty. No, I got I have gotten I have nothing to reply to that. I decided I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you read, man. <laughs> <laughs> he punches a Joker dragon in the face and jumps on its back and you know, that's his steed. It's it was, it right, was and, and it's crazy. She, yes
0: Yes, yes it's by so,
1: itself, like like that yes, would be awesome. Itself. I was watching the Brave and the Bold cartoon, outrageous, you know, but, but this is also a story where Bruce killed his family and has little crow Robins that go and rend other people from limb to limb. It's like, you know, I, I, I get that, you know, this is just a, a balls out insane story, but there's, there seemed to be very little, um, consistency in, 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 you know, I, you, it's, it was, it was very hard for me to uh, I know, live in this world or, or, or take it um, in such a way where it's – we went from one extreme to the other. And, and, and that's cool. And, and, and people dug it and, and Vince it. But it was just I, I – I'm, I'm reading it and I'm like, but wait, I thought we just had something serious happen mm-hmm. here. And this is supposed to be a very heavy moment. But – I'm gonna punch a dinosaur in the face, and it's like I
2: I don't think you can use the fact that he killed his entire family as a as a your stance on this thing when that never appears in the six issues in this
1: trade okay all right but it appears in in the overall story that this is all a part of
2: okay but there was I gotcha. still,
1: you know, it's 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 not like yes I, I know that i'm taking a couple of pages from 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 a chapter that's not included in this particular trade but there's a character in this particular trade whose origins were in that story that I'm referencing and that same character exists here it that it's that same character who is who is being very evil in this story and 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 yeah there were you know and I there were just moments where it was it was it was very hard for me to take seriously as as, as seriously as I could take a comic book but but if you're trying to give me some some sort of depth and and make me know dread turning the page or want to know what's happening next if i turn this page and then all of a sudden you know you, you you pull a rubber chicken out of your pants it's like okay that's that's now i'm like i i'm not that i'm insulted but i i kind of feel like maybe then i mm-hmm. shouldn't have put such a high um i should have been so concerned about this story maybe this doesn't have the weight that i thought it was going to have
2: well black yeah. humor works for me like the the fact that I think it works for all of us, right? But the fact that the Batman who laughs has robins on chains, and and the oh, yeah. the no, the, the, cool. the running joke with that is the, the 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 robins go crow 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 crow, and the yeah. Batman who laughs says bar, like that right. that that rubs yeah. in the yeah. Bruce's no, I, face. Yeah,
0: absolutely, no, no, I mean, that's he's cool. Just, I
2: love it. Listen and
0: again, he's a good writer. I mean, he's he's not. This is not like a a pretty nifty
1: concept yeah. but it's just but it was like if if they were if, if they were left to breathe or or just you know progress on their own instead of i'm just gonna throw everything that's coming into my head on mm-hmm. these pages it, it, it there was no breathing room there was nowhere for me to go okay that's that's cool let me see where this is going oh all right well that was a waste right. it's just and and now i know that you know batman who laughs has his own i don't know if it's a miniseries or whatever but you know i saw it at oh, the shop and i'm like it's terrible all right that's is it okay it's see,
0: terrible. It is so far. It's um,
1: one of those things where it, it, it was a cool look, so now we're just going to, you know, cash no, for it for sure. On.
0: So there, there are two characters I'd like to flesh out here
1: mm-hmm. that I'd like
0: your guys' perspective on. Um, the first, and, and maybe for our listeners, this might be a fun topic for the Facebook group um, – there are characters in comics that are like saltpeter or kryptonite to us. Um, <laughs>
2: oh no. No, no no.
0: No, no, and I think part of it is, and I think part of it for me is because there are characters where um if you weren't along for the ride from Jump, their histories are so convoluted at this point that it's almost inaccessible. Um For me, Hawkman has always been one of those characters. And I don't think I'm alone because um, just in the last few issues of Justice League, uh, Hawk Girl makes a joke in the panel, again, talk about the writer being on the nose, about how crazy her and Katar's histories are, and it's impossible to keep track. So when the character is self-referencing how fucked up their history is, I don't think I'm wrong in saying it's fucked up. No, I totally um, agree
2: with that as far yeah, as Hawkman goes. So,
0: yeah. yeah. so 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 for me, and again, I'm not suggesting that like Hawkman looks cool. I've always dug when Hawkman was like in the Justice League cartoon. I've nothing against the character per se. I mean, I think the character's badass looking. Um I feel like I've read and and had a closer connection to Hawk Girl over the years, probably cuz am a newer DC reader. But either way, like but but they they ought but when Hawkman is like at the center of something, it is hard for me to get excited because I just don't quite get it. And and that's as much a me thing. I'm just not as plugged into his very convoluted history. And and when I say it might be an interesting Facebook group conversation, uh, I have no doubt that there are characters like that in both the House of Ideas and DC for lots of people. Uh, I'm sure there are Marvel characters that people feel exactly the same way about. They just find them inaccessible. And for me, because I've been with them from the start, it's not a problem. Like in DC is another one, like Dr. Fate seems cool. I know he's like the Doctor Strange of the DC universe, but he's also got a pretty convoluted history, you know. Um, But anyway, so so when Hawkman is like at the center of something, it's hard for me to get totally onto it. And then the other part is a character that I do consider myself a fan of, which is Plastic Man. But I got to say, like, I was totally at a loss as to this idea that Snyder put forth in this book. That Plastic Man, like, is one of the most powerful beings in the DC cosmic world. Like, I don't like. Has that always been the case? Because I, yeah, I have real trouble understanding the how and why of that.
2: Yeah, he's always been. But the the fact, the thing that holds him back is his his mindset. He he's everything's jokey with him, and he's always going for the sight gags because he can make his body do anything. But mm-hmm. I th- I believe it was the Morrison run where they really explored just how powerful plastic man is okay um it could have been the run after or the the arc after morrison because it was it was illustrated by doug Mankey, and i i don't remember the name of the 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 arc per se but they they just went into just how freaking powerful plastic man is but i never i don't remember the the metal origin where I just believe he fell into a vat of chemicals i didn't I, I i have no recollection of it being metal, so that that is prob it's almost definitely a snyder thing where um he gets this little his origin gets a little kick in the ass with how he resonates with these these new um metals but other than that, yeah plastic man's a beast, but he's just too infantile too juvenile to to realize that he has this ungodly power to do basically anything with his with his body or become anything and he doesn't exploit th- his true potential
1: very mm-hmm. very much like the ray when when the ray was reintroduced in in the 90s by um jack harris and and joe Kassad and then when priest started writing the main series it, right the the ray is extremely powerful and, and has the ability it's pretty much do whatever he wants as long as he knows how things work. And, and so there's, there's, a, you know, of course, the nice little aspect of, well, if you apply yourself, then you can do anything. And that's, but yeah, I, I've always been a fan of plastic man. I don't know if I necessarily agree with him being such a Alpha and Omega style character, but um, seeing him in a series like this, made me smile because, you know, it, he's he's usually, yeah, someone who's going to be the butt of jokes or sure. um just not utilized.
0: Yeah, and let me be clear. The Hawkman being in the series took me out of it because I just don't have an attachment to him. I do. I liked Plastic Man being in this, but I was gobsmacked at the, I guess it was the fifth or sixth issue when they said that he was like the centerpiece of the way to fight this. And I, I, I just was just stunned. I said, wait, I mean, so he, to your point, he's like He's like an omega level mutant. Like I don't like, like
2: Well, like. no. In this series, he was omega level because of the the seeming retcon into his origin, where he okay, gotcha. he oh. has he's he's incredibly in tune, or as the case may be, why he went into the egg, out of tune with with all these energies that are streaming into the DC universe. But that that hasn't been a thing prior to this series. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that may have been a MacGuffin for you perfect yeah but yeah hawkman is a bitch and i'm a fan of hawkman um there have been so many different iterations of hawkman over the years that it's like like kendra said in justice league it's become a joke at this point And, and i and i think that's what snyder's attempting to do with the uh he hawkman in this story becomes the dragon he he assumes the position that Barbados mm-hmm. vacated, where he's the one that's banging out, that's destroying these these universes. And I think the fact that Snyder pressed the reset button on Hawkman is incredibly necessary. It's well, mu- very much needed.
0: I mean, not to spoil things for you, but this last arc of Justice League, um, I don't know, I feel like it's pretty... Pretty convoluted. I mean, they're at uh Thanagar Prime, which is a new it's the new homeworld for the Thanagarians. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a Hawk girl in the Justice League that is named Kendra. And they come to Thanagar Prime, and the leader of Thanagar Prime is a woman named Shiara. Mm.
2: <laughs> and Kendra's yeah. like,
0: well, I'm confused because I'm pretty sure, like, I'm supposed to be her, and she's supposed to be me, but we're both here together. And then there's Katar, and then there's Carter, mm-hmm. and it's like... <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, so I don't know that he really, like, cleaned the decks up. I think, like,
2: well, he there's maybe, still plenty of... Maybe he's trying to reconcile all that stuff. Like, he, it, There's always that temptation when someone's writing Hawkman to delve into what has come before, right? Because there's just so much of it archaeologist detective um where was it uh dapp in the the Morales series was he in he was a curator of a museum or something and, yeah. and, and it's just, just there's so many different iterations then you have the Stalin stuff like what it's just it's crazy right so maybe the the Shira and Qatar Hall maybe they're from a because Dimension, uh, alternate dimensions are the part and parcel of what's going on now. It's all blown yeah. wide open. So maybe they're just yeah. from another place. I don't know. I don't yeah. see how... Just don't try to merge them all again, please. Oh, seriously. And then, then you had <laughs> Hawk World. I mean, uh, Timothy Truman, Truman even yep. muddied the waters even more. It's just so much right. stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if you were to tell me, all right, I want you to become a Hawkman fan. What, what, and don't give me like a hundred issues. Like, what, what, what do you think I should read to become a, a Hawkman acolyte? The Jeff Johns run of of Hawkman proper. Yeah, like was it, of of the resist. Okay,
2: yeah, I believe Johns wrote it, right? The Rags Morales series. Damn, yeah. I think that was Johns. Because I think well, it was Johns, and wasn't it someone else? Because I
1: think it was. Um, was it running concurrently with JSA? Yes. Was Goyer writing it as yeah, well, it, or was it, it Robinson, or no? Maybe oh, it so was it was
0: coming out at the same time as JSA? Because as you know, I love John. I love the yes. JSA. Yeah,
2: okay. yeah, yeah. And it lasted a good amount of issues, too. It did. And I, I'm on record as saying it's Rags Morales' finest work. He's never looked better. Okay. Yeah. Great, great, great stuff. But then it, it, it sagged into Hawkgirl. And it mm-hmm. again, it just got crazy. It got, it, it mutated into something other than it was. Like, I liked Chaikin's Hawkgirl stuff, but it was just, it's, 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 and it happened late in the run, too. But if you're reading a book, well, I guess I'm contradicting myself because if you're reading Hawkman, you got to assume that Hawkgirl's in the picture, right? In the, sure. in some fashion. So to change the book, together, yeah. right? To change the book to Hawkgirl is not really a bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was Johnson and Robinson. They kicked okay, it off right, with, with rags and bear on art. Our... Yeah. It's really good stuff. And there's an omnibus out for that.
0: Uh, it's out of print, but yes, there is. God damn yeah, it. A bunch of trades. But there's a Jeff Johns Hawkman book one and book two that are out. Sweet stuff. Really
2: good. So,
0: yeah. uh, I may look for that at C2E2 because they're in paperback. So Yeah, you will. They may be in the bins. Sweet. I got to have some reason to hang out at the bins with you guys for an hour or two. Please, yes. Let's let's make it happen. I got then, so many pre shows lined up. I really don't need to spend much time in Artist Alley. But it's <laughs> true. But there,
2: there's a process with you in the bins. Trust it, the it, it starts out good. Like you're relatively calm <laughs> going in. But the longer Dapp and I are ta- are thumbing through things, the foot starts tapping. The hands are going. You, the head's the look, Yeah, he's looking around.
0: You, well, you're not wrong. But honestly, that's not that. In more in the last few years that rarely happens because I think we've just come to an understanding, right? Like I don't, like it doesn't behoove you both to have me hovering and getting impatient, and it doesn't behoove me to have you guys annoyingly have to follow me around because you're begging for me to stop chasing art. So I feel like we've got a good détente where we just kind of let each other do our oh do yeah our thing.
2: yeah oh, that's a pretty symbiotic.
0: A, I
1: mean at heroes at, at heroes now, it's now really New York Comic Con was different. Y'all were just so being wide, straight right? up.
0: Uh, you were just being straight up bigots. So No, you uh, also wanted to make sure you you, you stayed in, in your lane downstairs. But it, it's it's no, I mean when I did follow you up there and start tapping my foot because you are being insensitive. That is true. <laughs>
2: right. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Got 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 no time for, for the, the Dude, play. you know
2: what? When I see roll upon roll of quarter boxes, I don't care how damn insensitive I'm being
0: <laughs> I was I have to say the most fascinating part of that because that was late in the con weekend, and you guys had been through the bins. Because New York was not a great shopping show. I mean, there weren't a ton of, of of bins. And you had been through them all, including this place. I know you both had been
1: yeah. through this. Well, yeah, we were there earlier. At least
0: once. The day before. And you, Vince, you get, I mean, you get, like, like tractor beam focused.
2: I'm on the hunt. It's
0: incredible. Yes, and I, I try and figure out what you're on the hunt for, doesn't you matter. you don't have a
2: little binder, like you don't no. have a little
0: notepad, like you just like you're just pulling stuff out,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah you're right and and it gets me into situations that, I, where yeah, I realize I, I can be an asshole as you know, we've, I, I, we've I would, talked I, about
0: I actually wish I still had that love for floppies,
2: well, in our like defense I'm
0: genuinely, I'm genuinely like envious of you guys because i many for many years. God, I mean those wild pigs. I mean, I, I for many years, even the first bunch of years we went to cons, I would spend hours going through bins with glee and just always finding things that I needed in my mind. And and now I've just just completely lost my love affair for that. Just,
2: yeah. Well, to bring it back to Hawkman, Dapp and I are archaeologists. We're searching for that 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 thing that's going to reveal this slice of comic book history that we weren't privy to for whatever reason Mm -hmm. but to in our defense they did restock those bins they weren't they weren't (laughs) the same books as they were on day one they kept adding to them it's like what what did you put in here oh my god open space i need this like whatever just in evidence of of of
0: how little bin diving means to me anymore uh the comics we bought at that flea in North Carolina when we drove <laughs> down which was two heroes ago yes. so going on almost two years ago are still in the brown bags that we left the store in. Like they're still sitting in my closet in those brown bags.
2: That's sad. That's very sad. Just keeping it 100 with you. Well maybe you should force yourself to if you wanted to spend an hour with us in the bins, maybe you should force yourself to do two hours, just to. Maybe you need to push through, and maybe something needs to tickle your fancy where it reignites that that love of paper of yeah. singles. Yeah,
0: well, I will say that New York was way too crowded for me to do it just to do it. True, but because of the care packages and the Patreon, uh, I definitely would like to come home with, and I'm going to set this goal: seventy-five to a hundred comics, just for for patrons. That's like nothing. I'd love to come home with with a bunch of runs that i can throw into the boxes and uh have people enjoy true so i I do have incentive to go with y'all and find runs
2: well i have to push myself if i'm thumbing through a box and i see issues that i already have i'll just keep blowing past them but i gotta you know center myself and say yo I need to get stuff for other people here too. So I'm going to be stopping. Like if, if there's a 12-issue miniseries complete in the bins for a quarter, like I'm I'm grabbing yeah. them. Yeah.
0: Well, C2E2 has historically been a pretty good shopping show, especially on Sunday. Yeah. So I really am hoping that, that we get a couple of places that have those prepackaged uh, runs of stuff. Yep. And then on Sunday we get that, that, that nice cheap discount, 40%, 50% off, and, uh, and we can hit that because that would be nice.
2: It would be nice. Yeah. All right. Um, have ye anything left to say on uh, Dark Knight's metal? I didn't think so.
0: No, I mean, well, I, I think this is a more productive conversation than you were fearing it would be, right? Based on our oh, but
2: you you yeah. went you went at least an hour longer than I thought you were going to. Yeah, because <laughs> you, like I said, you had me scared um, on on the Slack <laughs> well, when was, you I was
0: trying to to you know I was trying to press the flesh there to. I was I was playing it up to you.
2: Well, mission uh, accomplished. As soon, Art as
0: soon as you, you slacked, oh boy, I thought, okay, we're, we're going to keep this going. You <laughs> rubbing your
2: rubbing your little hands together. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, I have big hands, but that's fine. Okay. They're soft hands, but
1: they're they're big. nice hands. Yeah. I, well, I, it depends on if uh, if you tweet it and and Brent yeah. sees it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we've told that story <laughs> in the air, right?
1: I don't know if we have. I know we've told it to people it while too- we've held court.
0: Years ago, it
1: was our, it was, it was, it was the C2E2 you and I flew out to, and then oh, Vince many met us. years then, Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: we, we probably, oh, the last one we were at then, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> Dap and I, we flew together, and uh, was that the one we did first class? Yes, yes, we did first class, and so we had some uh, bubbly, so we did a little like marriage chug bubbly, you know, like, like we did a little like clink clink, and took a picture of it. <laughs> and... Posted <laughs> on twitter and we we're, we're doing our rounds and we get there on C2E2 and we're saying what's up to people and we get to uh we get to uh Brent Schoonover's table and he says oh man I saw I saw you uh I saw you on Twitter like you, you did it up right <laughs> <laughs> was like he thought the picture was dapper, and... Was it you and your wife or me you, and my wife? You and your wife. Yeah, he thought the picture was me and my wife's hands. So he thought my
1: hands were Jason's <laughs> and Jason's hands were, were, were his wife's. Was
0: like, yeah, me and my wife did the same thing too. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. And at first it took us a second to process. Then I'm like, oh wow, like, he just thinks my hands are like seven. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool, dude. <sighs> well, I'm not a day laborer. Let's keep it 100. I don't have calluses on not <laughs> They're big though. They're not small hands. I mean, they're really not honestly small hands. But whatever. So yeah, Brent thought I had lady hands.
2: Well, just just to, before we sign off, the sign issue. Off. Well, on on Batman or on uh, Dark Knights, um, the one issue Batman lost, and I believe it's Yannick Paquette.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Who just resigned his uh, exclusive deal yes, with you?
2: draws one of the finest depictions of Catwoman. I would agree. That I have ever seen. Yes. Good lord, she's gorgeous in that panel. Yep. So you would give this an A, Vince? I would go as far as to say that it is one of my favorite DC events, yeah.
0: Okay. No, that's cool. Okay, so A, A A plus. Daph, what would you give it? Um... Because of
1: the Jimenez art and the spin offs and and some of the concepts of it i i want to give it more than a c. i'd say b minus
0: okay yeah and I would give it a i would give it a c I, I again I like the attempt i think there's there's decent decent kernels I thought the art was good um but uh didn't connect with me so it's just a passing grade for me
2: I really wish they would explore this Earth-53, especially the, the House of Heroes, because that now gives them license to include every Elseworlds, Elseworlds character, including the Batman from Dark Knight Returns, within the DC Universe. That, to me, is... The potential there is amazing. Because as we we saw in the one page where um, Detective Chimp arrives, you know, and they're all pouring out of the the Ultima Thule. Dark Knight Returns Batman joins the fight. Like, I didn't ask you guys, did you find that egregious, or did you think that was cool?
1: I don't think I found it egregious.
0: I didn't like it. Hmm.
2: Which, which, Which issue did it happen in? Well, six right because it's it
0: was the end it was like the calling of the cavalry <laughs> yeah that's right that's right
2: the red rain batman's there yeah, i
1: think i think maybe by the by, by that time i don't maybe i just mentally checked out um i was probably still hung up on uh, on poor detective chimp getting dumber but um yeah i don't i don't know
2: and i love the ultimate thule it's essentially the yellow submarine it's it's a, a ship comprised of frozen music, like that's Grant Morrison. Yeah, that's cool. I love I respect it. That. It's the yellow submarine.
1: hmm Yeah, because even Morrison was playing with uh
2: with with music and um
0: Oh, Final Crisis. Now that now that's an event.
2: Well, it bookmark this bookmarks it because Superman sang to save the day, and in this Barbados sings to generate more more of his armies like it's 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 a nice little counterpoint to what superman did in, in final crisis indeed yeah
0: all right so we, we're gonna have our poll up i guess probably next week that uh yeah well um back to letting the people's vote
1: yes yeah i'll uh i'll go through the uh the list i'll remind everybody that we have the um the Google form where everybody can yes. can nominate things, and uh, we'll um, we'll pick eleven from there, and uh, we will have it. We will probably have it read um, for the uh, the episode following.
0: See oh, no, two actually. It be lit. Just what? throwing this out here, dude. What if we? I mean, I'm not even saying it's possible, but what if? we picked something and had all our housemate peeps get up on it too and we recorded live a big group discussion of it
2: that works for me i just how what are we going to record on our phones i don't know you're the producer we pretty. could yeah, yeah no we
1: could we i mean the 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 um the just voice we... memo on, on the iphone isn't too bad i don't know about the android version but i mean yeah we could definitely oh, it's real good. we can figure it out
2: Okay. So, yeah, so we can. Because there's no way in hell I'm bringing my MacBook to. No, no,
1: no, no. No, 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 no. We'll have things we can report on.
2: I may bring it to Jason's house and leave it there.
1: Just throwing it out there.
2: We don't have to do it that way. I'm just saying it might be kind of crazy. I think that would be neat. That is lit. That would be really neat. That would be lit.
0: All right. And since this is a Patreon sponsored episode, it is time for some shout outs to our newest patrons. By the way, one, I owe an apology to, somehow, uh, we, and this, uh, this patron was kind enough to join the Illuminati tier a a month ago, and I double-checked, and we did not shout him out, and he was kind enough, very polite, to hit me up and say, hey, uh, no biggie, maybe I missed it, but I, I don't know that you ever shouted me out. And I checked, and I see no record of us in the Slack of having him as a shout-out. So we're going to shout him out. If, if it's a repeat, Dap can let us know. That'll but And that is uh, Mr. Paul Dethridge.
1: Yes. Yeah, and, and, and I saw the name there, and I could have sworn it was a uh, that, that, that we mentioned Paul in the past. But if we have, Cool. Here it is again. If we haven't, then then yes, a
0: For humble sure. It never hurts to shout someone else a second time. No, 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 no. Uh, and and rounding out the uh, – it's a, a, a quartet of shout-outs. Um, a, a person new to me – I don't know this person at all. Don't think I've ever seen them on the Facebook group, so welcome. Hopefully you'll avail yourself of the Patreon or the Facebook group so we get to know you. Mr. William Jamie Poe. Yay um shout out to mr robert cronister who was already a patron but he bumped up his pledge to the illuminati tier this month much love to you and a person we certainly know and spent a good amount of time with at new york comic-con along with his lovely wife mr dave
2: Proust. oh nice nice and i do believe we will see dave in a couple of weeks that's correct um while we're making with the shout outs um i have a much belated thank you Oh, speak on it. Yes. Um if you remember our buddy uh Caleb Alejandro Oh my god. Alexant I wish
0: his name was Caleb Alejandro McKenzie. That would be great.
2: Well, that's what it shoot will be from now on. Mr. <laughs> Caleb Alejandro <laughs> McKenzie sent me the um deluxe edition of Scalped, Volume 1. Oh, well, nice. Yeah, well, I mean, I told you Way back when, when that happened. But I didn't tell you that I received volume two in the mail from one J. Bragg. There was no note. Get out of here. Yes, there was no note in the package. Um, but uh, on the mailing label, it's addressed, uh, the return address is J. Bragg. So I want to thank Mr. J. Bragg for sending me the second volume of the Scalped Deluxe. And I read both of them. That's awesome. And I'm an idiot. You are. I am, I am, an, it, I am an absolute idiot for not reading scalped uh, prior to this year because God, I love that book so it much. is it's awesome. It's awesome. And as, as I said to you, um, I don't think Red Crow is the villain, at least as no, far as no. I see it. It's the the FBI agent. It's it's hits that is the big bad.
0: Now I didn't look this up, but how long ago was it that we had Jason on? Like
2: three, four years ago? Too long ago, yeah.
0: No, I know that, but it's it been it's been three, four years, right? Yeah. I yeah. think so.
1: Yeah.
2: We need so to rectify that. that. Yes. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Scotty's the wagon that gets yeah, us. He's he's <laughs> oh, I love conceptual continuity. So um let's talk about something else. Ooh, let's. So, something that we all read, okay. I, th- I think, and and that is issues two and three of Avengers: No Road Home. Oh boy! Oh. Yeah, written by Al Ewing, Jim Zub, and some guy named Mark Wade. Uh, I think both of these issues okay. are penciled by Paco Medina. Two and yes, three, are. yeah. Uh, yep. Juan Vlasco is the inker. Jesus Abatoff is the color artist. Um, I got to keep it real. As we have said uh, a lot recently that I didn't put too much stock in this character heretofore, like Captain Marvel and, and other characters. Clint is not a character I enjoy reading. Wow. Or I, ha- I haven't in the past it's my heart and i've been reading um comics with hawkeye in you know a supporting and or starring role for a long long time i i was in on the the hawkeye mini from way uh, the dawn of the marvel mini series and yes he's been in many avengers stories that i've read but hawkeye is not a character that i particularly like and it's amazing because many of the reasons why I don't really care for Hawkeye are illustrated in these issues because he he's going through self-doubt in a lot of these things. He's saying, you know, what makes you so special? Like, why do you get to hobnob with Captain America and Thor and all these legendary heroes? All you do is you shoot sticks around like like what is your deal? Why have you been so lucky? And I I, I think. This these two issues, at least, have opened um have given me some kind of insight into Hawkeye. I love it. Right? Because he does. He's beating himself up. He's like, you're not freaking special. Why Why would you even be an Avenger in the first place? All you do is you're like, you're an archer. And and the Hulk plays into that. He's like, yeah, you're... you're Dude, not... The Hulk is straight fucking with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, really. And I, I, it's
0: I... great because it ties into the fact that fucking uh, Clint killed him. Yep.
2: But I think I think I, re- I initially thought that the trio were writing themselves into a corner, because the Hulk in the first issue has made it expressively clear that yeah, you took me out, but there will be a retribution, my friend. He, the Hulk is going, or at least as far as the Hulk says, he's going to kill Clint for what he's done. And Dude, the and-
0: best is when he says. Listen, man. Like, I'm gonna take my time. Like, I'm immortal. You, I'm paraphrasing here. But mm-hmm. he's like, you're gonna at some point, you're gonna be old. You're gonna lose your touch. You're gonna forget. But I'm gonna be immortal, so I'm gonna get you. Like, he's like, you know, he's playing the long game. He's right. like, I yeah. don't know when, but at some point in your life, I'm coming for you.
2: Which is a hell of a position to put a character, yeah. right? If the Hulk says he's going to kill you, and this new fangled immortal Hulk who seemingly cannot die, right? I think the writers were pushing themselves into a corner because I mean, if you this is the gun that they show on the mantle in issue one, it's got to go off by the end. I don't think it's going to go off because I think there's going to be a situation where Clint saves the Hulk. Of course. And he's gonna he's gonna say, "All right, you know, you little asshole. I, I had all in- I had all intentions to kill you, but I got to put that on hold because you did me a solid." And I can never repay that, so I'm going to leave your ass alone. But I don't like you. Just keep your distance. But I think it's going to be a stalemate from something in this series. Got to happen, right? How could you you say the Hulk is going to kill a character and not what could possibly disable the Hulk from killing Clint?
0: Well, I don't
1: think anybody's reading this expecting the Hulk to kill
2: Clint. Well, then why say it, Mr. Big Balls? Right, if, you, if if the Hulk says I'm going to kill you, why didn't he just do it? Why why make with the exposition? Just do it. He's but that again, much I'd of a like badass now. The
0: Hulk says, like I'm, I may come for you when you're, like he may come this from is, forty years from now. This is the writer's planting
2: the seed. Sure, and it's and there and it's a plant that's never going to grow. He's never going to kill Clint. It's not going to happen Un, unless not, right, and, unless they have something planned where you broke up that
1: mean that you know it's going to happen
0: in this
2: within Ooh, yeah, that yeah he's breaking up all over the place yeah.
0: I mean if you want to go crazy you could say this is kind that. of ties, ties into old man Hawkeye
2: which pretty much uh, cements the fact that he doesn't die if that's in the current continuity I don't know those, those books Hawkeye work.
0: takes out the Hulk
2: So it it is, and it, that's the the old man Hawkeye is the same Hawkeye. It's not from Old Man Logan, like it's not a, an offshoot of. It is.
0: It is. No, oh. I'm making the... like I don't know that it's actually tied in. I'm saying you could make the case.
2: Oh well, yeah. I mean, it, it's possible. But it, 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 in any case, it's 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 fun to read. It's fun to see the Hulk threaten somebody yes. who's been around for. And I love the forever. way they
0: draw him, because cool. you know, Paca, like, like. The Hulk is massive. He's got, you know, he's literally got his his hand covers Clint's head.
2: Yeah, he's gigantic, and you know, testament to Al Ewing, um, this Hulk is—he's evil. He is nasty. Yes, good stuff. But
0: Did we lose staff, Do we need to bring him back?
2: No, his little face is still there. I'm, I know. I'm here. Oh. All right. Okay. Um, the. One character I like and I don't know if we've ever seen it before, this Oises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we've never seen any of these characters
2: before. Okay. But They're um just if you're not reading No Surrender, shame on you, number one. Number two, this this character is um in with uh Nyx and, and what it does is if it, it its stock and trade is despair. If it touches you with its tongue it can it, it can transfer all these negative emotions, and you start um, misery. Yeah, misery, misery, self doubt, uh, self loathing, and you just you know you're at a loss. And it what it does is it stops w- whoever is affected to the point where other care like it, oises is not a supremely powerful character, but he he it because we don't know if it's male or female. It allows other characters to do what they do best. So in this instance oyses puts the lick on on zeus which allows nix to go in and basically snap his neck and the 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 thing at the heart of no surrender is zeus somehow split he banished nix and somehow split her soul into three shards and he distributed them at various points within the marvel universe and we learn what those points are in issues two and three one is nightmare's realm right the other yep. is some place called omnipotent city which we are told is the center of infinity um, the nexus of all gods it's where these immortals come to um, deliberate and set you know the stage for us you know mere mortals they make laws and they enact plans and it's 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 um basically when Dappen and I talked about Mystery Men, it's the top floor of the Empire State Building for this this universe. There's a bunch of high level muckety mucks determining the fate of all us little pond dwellers. And so there's one there too. And did they say where the third one was? The third the third shard? Um yeah it's uh
0: Yes, they did. Hold on, let me think.
2: I don't recall.
0: We'll get to that. Yeah. It'll it'll hit me. It'll hit me.
2: But uh, um
0: did, did Now I I think um we don't want to I don't want to give short shrift to the to the baddies here because I love the baddies.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um they are So I heard someone on uh on the internet make a snarky comment that this is just uh, the Norse version of Hela and her
2: crew. and there's, there's what, similarities.
0: And there's there, – well, I was going to say like, yeah, dude, because like Hela is the Norse god of death and Nyx <laughs> is the Greek god of death. Like, yeah. They, I mean like, yeah. like, yes, way, that's
1: correct. Way to make that reach.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're really that's breaking the ground here. But um, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's – if you watch Thor Ragnarok, it's kind of the same concept, right? Like in Thor Ragnarok, Hela is Thor's sister – and had been banished long ago, and gets to come back, and she wrecks havoc. Well, and this is the same thing. Nyx is the uh, she is the goddess of night, and she was basically banished. And whatever caused the sons of the universe to disappear, which was not her doing, we don't know who it is. I suspect it's uh, Homeboy, the uh, elder of the universe, dude.
2: Um, well, they said it was but, Challenger when, yeah, they, I was, when they
0: yeah. So so he makes their, the suns disappear, and as a result of there being night, it gives her enough power to come back into uh, this world, and she lays waste to the Olympians. But um, the cool thing I, I think Marvel does a great job with is that all of these gods, um, Apate, Dolos, Nyx, Hypnos, and Oasis, are like legit Greek mythology gods. They're not – what's cool is that I don't know that they've ever been in the comics before that I can recall, but they are – like in the actual pantheon of Greek mythology.
2: Yeah.
0: So they didn't just make them up. Like
2: they they all exist.
1: They, um, the designer is, uh, Joshua James Shaw, who, um, gets credit on, on the, uh, on the page with the rest of the the creators of the series. And, and in the third issue, um, Shaw talks about, uh, or or writes about what, um, when he started designing Nix and, uh, and her her children, for lack of a better term, but no, the the designs are are absolutely fantastic, and especially Nick. She she looks like she'd be right at home with with Medusa and 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 everybody else sitting up there on 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 those steps.
2: It's well, it's, it's her, a great look. Her body's in perfect proportion because she's got that elongated neck and and the lower bus line like she looks like a piece of art from a civilization that would worship these gods agreed you know she's, yeah and and it's just it's wonderful and her eyes are a little far apart like it's 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 wonderful <laughs> it's,
1: yeah and uh, and props to, to medina for making sure that you know they they, they look fantastic and uh, throughout the the yep. series so far it's it's just and i i still adore the way the paco draws draws women but Agreed. it's and 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 every issue i mean it's it's a weekly event and every issue i i i feel pain when i read a monthly series and and i'm left hanging with a cliffhanger here i only have to wait a few days for the next issue but but each issue so it, it's been three but of the three issues so far every cliffhanger is like i can't believe we're ending here i just i yeah. there's there's no I know. there's just barely a chance to catch your breath before you you have to get ready for the next issue i mean it it's, it's three writers but you know just like vincent joy's with evolution is they they're not stepping on each other and and i think i kind of feel like ewing is taking care of 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 the hulk part obviously and and um i i think you know just like you were able to kind of tell who was who when you were reading 52 and who was Rucka, who was Morrison, who was Johns, who was Wade. It, it's, there's, it still sounds though, as if, as if one person is handling this. They, 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 they give each other enough room and, and, um, yeah, to be able to talk to one of them about, you know, the whole process with this would, it, I it would be really
2: cool. Yeah. And just to, um, continue what you said about Medina's, um, grasp of body types uh, especially female there are distinct and diverse body types like scarlet witch is drawn like a supermodel where monica is drawn like an athletic female yes and and then you get voyager who's uh, and i i'm merely repeating or what i'm seeing on the on the page her breasts are a little floppy like they mm-hmm. they all the women in this are not cookie cutter there are different right. body types and um and it's it's among the men too you have hercules who's a um greek god. who's a greek god <laughs> and and you have the hulk who's gigantic but his depiction of nightmare is amazing oh, and, and it's not the grotesque nightmare that we've seen like this is not a Kelly Jones nightmare. This nightmare is he's he's streamlined, but he's skinny. Well, when he drops the the glamour, he's he's skinny, and the expressions on his face, like when he realizes he ain't all that, and just the 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 anguish in his face is so great. Uh, the the drawing in this is just wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep,
0: yeah. I got to give. Them, I I mean, I don't know who's responsible for, like. I feel like we've seen the pantheon of most of most of the gods in some way, shape, or form. And I just I love that there's this whole group of of uh Greek gods that we've never seen in Marvel Comics before that they bring out. And for the record, because I did check uh after uh Nyx was introduced, um all of the other gods in her pantheon are historically accurate as being her children. Which is awesome.
2: Smoking. Yeah, that's great. But and I'm ho- I I'm guessing that because they're they're great gods that they're all public domain, right? You can oh, use yeah. You know, oh yeah, sure. Just sure, just sure, like yeah. Thor. I mean, you, anybody can yeah. use Thor. Yeah, yeah. I, that that's very smart. One hundred percent.
1: It's as as you know, Paco isn't taking any shortcuts. I mean, even when, when Hulk catches up with with when Rocket meets up with Hulk and and Hawkeye in um, in the hospital room, you know, everything is. You no, know, there's no vague backgrounds. everything is detailed. But I, I gotta give Abertoff credit for, especially in nightmares realm and and the the colors and, and there's just the whole package. Everybody is doing a phenomenal job. Nobody's phoning anything in with this. It yeah. just it looks fantastic from 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 top to bottom.
2: Yeah, but it's I mean it's smart coloring because if you're gonna have a preponderance of green you better have purple in there somewhere sure. you know just to make it sing but um i have a question mm-hmm. is is this rocket um hologram costume a new thing like when did that start wait what uh, no 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 never mind no it's when because he, it
1: was his, it was his dream
2: yeah he's coming out of the dream because when right. he's when he goes to f- he he grabs the gun and he runs and you see his costume melting onto him i thought i was like oh Oh, no no, what is that hologram but no it's it's conceptual it's when he's exiting the 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 dream state that he was in or the nightmare state yeah okay makes sense makes sense yeah i i'm i'm not stunned but and i shouldn't be surprised because no surrender was phenomenal and this this is the same writing team so why wouldn't this be
1: this is going to look awesome on the shelf next to next to No Surrender.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's great stuff. And
0: I got to say, I, I guess I had missed, I don't know when this started happening, but uh, when did Scarlet Witch and uh, Brother Voodoo start shacking up?
2: Oh, it's been a while. Right?
0: I don't remember it. I, I feel like I've never missed an, an, an Avengers issue in like 50 years.
2: But... Well, if memory serves and it's... Very faulty sometimes. I think it was within Doctor Strange, to the Jason Aaron Doctor Strange, when they were all meeting in that... In the bar? bar? The, yeah. Okay. I, I think there was... God, I just totally forgot about it. Yeah, there was an uh, allusion, A-L-L, to them being either attracted to each other or romantically involved or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I like my girl Monica Rambo being the, uh, the battery charger for uh, Vision right now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's smart that her costume is a slight variation on Captain Marvel's. Yes. I yes. mean, it's it's there. Um, but the biggest geek out moment for me, and, you know, I'm a Sicilian romantic, was the Vision having to help Scarlet Witch around, carry her around on his yeah. arm. Because yes, she's yeah. blind. I and mean, she's not, all right, uh, to flesh it out, she's not blind. I don't want to spoil it. But she can't no, see. Oh, no. I'm Dad. not.
1: That broom, That was awesome. That was a yeah. fantastic reveal. Yeah.
2: She can't see very well. After right. after Nick's. <clears throat> sorry. After Nix plunges her fingers through the back of her head, she sees differently. Yes. It's yes, awesome. Sir. So good. You know what? It's a wonderful time to be an Avengers fan.
0: Oh, my God.
1: It really is. Well, unless you're Hawkeye. Because, like, when... When, uh, when you know, Hawkeye tells Rocket they'll be making no deals with Nightmare. That's not how Avengers operate. And, and Hulk's like, yeah, I had to run in with the real Avengers part and you weren't there because they don't want you. And oh, he, just like, he's devastating.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he certainly polished his uh, one-linemanship.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good stuff.
2: And the fact that it's weekly should not be seen as a de- detriment. If it wasn't good, <laughs> It would be, but it, it since it's coming out every week, it's it's an instigating factor to get your ass into a comic book shop. That's facts. Yep. Yep. God. Um, and again, I should not be saying this, what with my track record with Marvel, but they're doing a hell of a lot of good things recently. Wade's Doctor Strange, Aaron's Thor, um, this Avenger, Wade, uh, Aaron's Avengers. Uh, Coates' Black Panther. like They're producing a lot of really good books. And if if you're not paying attention, you may just miss them. But they're out great, there. Uh, Venom. Venom's been great. Yep. Donny Cates' Venom. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy's really good. West Coast Avengers. Yeah, I read the second issue yep.
1: yesterday, which was fantastic. I caught up on, I didn't read yesterday's eighth issue, but I read the first seven issues of Coates' Captain America, and that has been
2: fantastic. Has
1: okay, yeah, I'm start. only
2: on like issue two, so I got to get. Oh no! Oh, dude, right. you got to got to bump it up. I got to start reading that now. Oh, yes. Man. All right. I I love yeah. what he's doing with Black Panther. Nice. And with, and
1: yes, and what's 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 great about what he's doing with Captain America is that he doesn't, um, he doesn't ignore anything that came before. Yes, there's there are references to Secret Empire because everybody's now have to get has to get used to, um. Getting back into the mindset that this person is who he he used to be and not who he was recently. So, uh, but but there's this there's still the stink of Hydra. But he also uh, um, plays on Brubaker's cap run. So it's it's yeah. Well, be it be
2: smart. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. just- yeah
1: yeah. And and the um the first arc by uh, by Laneyu. It, it's it looks great um of, of course uh the second arc is by one of the Cuberts, i think adam and it's okay it's not as sharp but it still looks it, it it's still a captain america book man and, i haven't read a
0: Cubert book in a long like, ass time
1: right yeah um so you know since uh dark knight three but um yeah no i i'm i'm really really happy with, with what captain america's going on right now
0: nice
2: sweet
1: all right then i have to find on strange
2: oh man it's so freaking good
1: i missed i missed issue 10
2: so um
1: so they're sending that to me and and i have uh so i have a couple to to catch up on but yeah i cannot wait
2: yep well let's bring it on home yes hey everybody uh if you enjoyed this we do other things uh in tandem with this we have a facebook page we uh facebook group we uh would like you to come visit that we're on the twitters uh one of us incessantly and um we also have a patreon page patreon.com forward slash one one o-c-l-o-c-k-c-o-m-i-c-s we would love to have you just check it out if you have time um and while you're doing that visit our sponsor of the regular episodes uh, discount comic book service dcbservice.com if you want to save on your books and really who doesn't dc dcbs DC dee, 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 dee. yeah DC, some more water dcbs is uh the best and uh cheapest place to do it so do that, that. water's going straight to your head man not a long sweet. a long day and we talked a lot this episode it was loaded you did yes. um in stop in your travels <laughs> if um in the spirit of metal if you want to uh read an absolutely insane <laughs> and that's putting it lightly story uh do like me and get on the gants bandwagon i re- oh you love the gants <laughs> oh man uh and you know what if it casts me in a in a in a bad light recommending this book i don't care Because it's hyper-violent. It's excessively... um, Does it denigrate women? Well, it doesn't actually celebrate women. (laughs) Because one of the members of the... uh, One of the deceased, as I talked about uh, when I I went into Omnibus Volume 1, um, the uh, K was a woman who committed suicide uh, because she was under her mother's thrall for the entirety of her adolescent life. So she kills herself. And that's the thing with Gantz. The recently departed find themselves in a situation where they have to engage in this game um, dictated by this gigantic, well, not gigantic, but this large black sphere. And if they rack up enough points in the game... They can go back to the way they were living before. If they die within the game, they die forever. And um, the Gantz ball provides them with these protective suits, hard suits. Um, but there is a member. The the K, uh, the girl, is the um, is fetish fetished by the lead who is also named K. uh Korono, he wants nothing more than to get this woman in the sack. And she spurns his advances because she is head over heels in love with Masaru Kato. Needless to say, uh, the author, the writer-artist, Hiroya Oku, will depict K in compromising and or um, straight-out nude uh, depictions whenever he gets the chance. The chapter breaks, more often than not, will show Kay completely nude, brandishing a gun or some other kind of device featured in the story. So if if you're looking for politically correct comics, Gantz is not the one to read. Um, but it is absolutely bonkers. Um, this volume is mostly um, dealing with the Tanaka alien mission. The crew, they're still trying to figure out the game. Mm-hmm. The, they don't really know the parameters of the game. There's there's one uh, participant who does. He's a veteran of many missions, but he's not willing to tell because why would I want to give you information that's going to make you survive at my expense, like I want to rack up all the points to get the hell out of here, so i'm not telling you how this thing works, so it's trial by error if you go too far within the game, it, it, meaning physically if you travel too far with a, outside of a, a kilometer, your head is going to explode yep and you're going to die um so they 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 have they're charged with eliminating this Tanaka alien and it takes the form of um a Japanese pop star wearing a protective helmet and for all intents and purposes he looks like a marionette like a ventriloquist doll there's lines coming out of his mouth which, which suggest that he's mechanical to some extent when push comes to shove and he gets in the the clinch and um, uh, Masaru is grabbing him the top of his head splits open and a giant bird pops out. And that's the Tanaka alien. There's all these little tiny um, Tanaka alien hatchlings, little tiny birds that follow this thing around. It's absolutely insane. And and there's more than one. And they're trying to take out this alien. Problem is, Kay was having sex with <laughs> a brand new member of the deceased and he's like, hey, I saw you looking at me. She's like, yeah. He's like, you want to have sex? She's like, okay. So they're having sex, and it's not explicit, but it's pretty damn vivid, right? A lot of nudity in this book, and he doesn't get a chance. Well, he, he can't put his hard suit on because he left it at home, so he enters this game with zero protection. Like, If you have the hard suit on, you could take a hell of a lot of beating far more than a normal human being could take and still make it through the game he doesn't have the suit and the the culmination of that is he beats the alien without the suit and so he gets a gigantic hard on and thinks he could do no wrong and now he's like bonsai he's he's throwing himself into the thick of things where before he was playing it a little bit you know close to the vest like i want to see what happens no he's he's full-on berserker mode after this thing, this, I mean, I, I can't, the the wrinkles in this story and just the absolutely gorgeous artwork, you need to be reading Gantz, um, in this case, Omnibus Volume 2, because it is outstanding, but it's not politically correct. So go into it knowing that, and you won't be surprised with some of the visuals, but if, if you are easily offended, Gantz is not the manga for you. Just want to put that out there. It's dirty and violent and obscene in some spots. The dog keeps sniffing Kay's crotch. Like, what? (laughs) I don't get it, but it's there. It's there. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there, letting my my peeps know.
1: In your travels. um, The third issue of Superior Spider-Man came out yesterday by... Christos Gage and Mike Hawthorne and Wade von Grobadger and Jordy Belair um, finishing the first arc uh, where um, the Superior Spider-Man is um, is is Elliot Tolliver, but it's basically Doc Ock just in a new body. He uh, he's in San Francisco works for horizon university and um is basically that city's spider-man um but in the first issue he is met face to face with terax the, the terrible so they have a big knockdown drag out in the second issue um Ending on a pretty cool cliffhanger. This third issue is uh, the conclusion of that battle, uh, and where we um, where we end up after a little bit of a um, well, Elliot was faced with a bit of a dilemma because um, Otto's former flame. Um, Anna Maria, she, um, she is th- she, she, she's smart enough to realize that Elliot is actually Otto Octavia. So uh, she threatened to say that uh, she, she threatened him with, "I'm going to turn you in." And uh, once the city was under attack by Terax, he he went to to handle that. She, um, she may have had a change of heart. In, in a third issue but we end up um with with some pretty interesting setups for for uh for future stories so i took a gamble on it the comic shop owner recommended it i could not be happier with it i will be um it, it's on my pull list for now so in your travels the superior spider-man three issues in not far to uh to go back to so so check it out
2: yeah
0: Cosine, I, I love that you have a Spidey book that's pleasing you.
1: I am too, man, and uh-huh. and shout out to Brian Compton because he has gifted me with the codes for the as of right, as of yesterday, the first fifteen issues of Spencer's Amazing. So once we're done with any homework we have for the show, and probably C two E two, I will dive right in. So I will, I will give them all. I, I, I will give the series a shot. Um but yeah, as of right now, between Superior and Miles Morales Spider-Man, I am um happy with my Spidey intake, but I will give right. Spencers a shot. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you all right?
2: No, I was gonna say Hawthorne and von Badger's art is just mm-hmm. delicious, man. It really is, yeah. Yeah. Nice.
0: Uh okay, in your travels, um from Lionforge, my Publisher of the year last year uh, infinity eight Volume three hardcover Woohoo! The nice. Gospel, According to Emma, written by Fabian Velman and Louis Trondheim, this time with art by Olivier Ballet, uh, different artist each volume uh, This is the third of eight volumes of this fantastic space opera that all three of us have sung loving praise to um over the last year or so. Uh, in in this, uh, as a reminder to those of you who maybe don't remember us talking about it, it's uh, uh, a bunch of different peeps and species of alien are on a giant spaceship cro- heading across the, uh, the space, as it were, and um, they get stuck in a debris of, uh, like, a, basically a barricade of debris, of all kinds of uh, death-related artifacts and uh, ephemera, and the pilot of the the captain of the ship is a uh, gigantic um, kind of like serpentine alien species, and his species has the power to um, roll back in time. Uh, eight, he has eight. He can do it eight times in a row, and so um, we are seeing each of those times. So basically, we we've seen an adventure. Shit happens. They reset, and the next volume is the next adventure. So this is the third version of that, and uh, we have we have a new heroine. At least so far, it's been a heroine. I don't know if we're ever gonna have a hero, but it's been a female lead in each of the first three volumes. In this case, the uh, lead is uh, Marshal Emma O'Mara. Um, she is uh, hyper religious. She is a member of a group of uh, of uh, believers called the Falminists, and um, as it, as I understand it, basically they, uh, their essence is in some kind of capsule or uh, small implant and, and they wear, uh, bodies as skins that, that aren't necessarily tied to their persona because people are like, oh, that's interesting skin you have on. But, but regardless of that, she is, um, it, it the cool thing about this volume is it, 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 flips the script a bit because in the first two volumes, we meet the heroine. She's about her business. The captain calls her to the bridge to explain the situation, how she has to go and uh, basically check out this barricade and figure out what's going on. And she does so. In this case, uh, Emma is called to the bridge, but she's got other plans. She's not trying to hear the captain's agenda. She, in fact, doesn't want the timeline to get reset because she's religious and she thinks she's going to find an incredibly important artifact tied to her religion among this debris. Uh, and she has been planning for these, uh, this with a bunch of ne'er-do-wells who are all treasure seekers, and uh, they basically pull a heist and uh, take over the ship and go out to do their business. But uh, let's just say things don't go according to plan, and she rethinks her decisions as the book goes on. But um, listen, this is a blast. We've all talked about it. We all love it. It's it's just a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, I, I still tickled pink that we have another five volumes of this coming and uh it's just gonna make a massively wonderful uh meaty full story by the time we're done with all of it um ballet's art is as distinctive as the first two versions were um this art is is much it's it's got a much flatter color palette it's also a bit looser with his line work um but no less expressive i, I think it's it's it definitely was a a, a sight to behold um And uh, yeah, I just I think this is this is at the at or near the top of what Lion Forge is uh, up to. So, yep, I know you all will be reading this shortly if you haven't already.
2: Got to co-sign that again. Mm -hmm.
0: So good. It's really good, and the production value on the on the hardcovers is awesome.
2: Well, even the singles for three ninety nine. I don't
0: get get, yeah with the glossy with the hard hard cardstock covers. Yeah, singles. I don't fucks with the singles, but okay, Jay. Nation of Jason
2: Mr. Tomio Alright everybody, hey, thank you for being here with us Once again, we were so glad to have you Hope you enjoyed what you heard If you liked that, come back next week If, uh, yeah, just come back Because we'll be waiting And you know the drill, as we always say Say goodnight David Ooh. Good enough. Uh, I... <laughs> You're so silly. David. Wow, I think you nailed that one, like, dead on. Oh, man. He, well, I had to. He, he, he nailed was, the intro, and he nailed the outro. Yeah.
1: See? I, and, and all for metal. So I had to, Vince. I had to be perfect for tonight.
2: Well, I mean, if you were going to do it like metal, you would have put your Bruce Dickinson hat on and
1: yeah, well, really I, belted I, I, one I have, out. I have, I have neighbors now, so.
2: Oh. well the most I,
0: metal book in the stands is murder falcon for the record
2: well yeah <laughs> captain obvious okay cool
1: guy <laughs> <Especially>, <laughs> just, what, legacy of the beast is is, is is over anyway so yeah i don't know that well is. no
2: there's another one in this previews. There is, yeah there's a follow-up yeah yeah speaking of previews while we're we're, we're coming out Ooh. the trail end I was very surprised to learn, and we all know that, uh, Michelle Fife, it was recently announced that Image is going to be the new home base for Copra. Mm-hmm. In the new previews, they offer not one, not three, but five Copra collected editions in one shot. On it. Well, same. But do you think that's wise? I mean, assuming that they're going to be in print for a while.
0: Right. You just hit the nail on the head. It's totally fine because it's going to be part of I just assume it's going to be part of their catalog now, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why I don't think I'm going to go for Depending on how the rest of my order for the month shakes out, I might not get all five in one sitting. Right.
2: But knowing our our sponsor, and fingers crossed, I'm hoping that they're going to do a 50% across the board on all five i'm hoping that may or may not be true i'm just well the what? fifth one is a couple bucks more cuz i'm i'm guessing that one of their issues
1: was was double sized but yeah. um it's yeah but the retail on on the first four 1999 and i think the i don't know what the fifth one is um may maybe 2499
2: yeah so i'm i'm hoping we get boys pants on these Right. It would be nice cuz I'm going to get them all either way.
1: But I haven't flipped through the Marvel catalog yet, so I'm hoping that they don't do um Jason Aaron's store volume 2 cuz I ordered the first one. So I, I need no, to No, they didn't. I need to pass some shit out, so I no. um the in la- the Marvel- last month was a little pricey, especially since I'm sorry uh, since uh, as of today, I had to um edit my order and add the Mister Miracle hardcover, so so I'm I'm officially over more than I have been
0: in recent months. Wait, what? What do you mean? Yeah, so so <laughs> they they pulled they hoodwinked us. Yeah, after weeks of hyping the after shift, giving
1: an exclusive yeah, soft cover to Barnes and Noble
0: out of the trade paperback for Mister Miracle, uh, and and canceling the initial orders for the hardcover, um, they have resolicited the hardcover along with a. Uh, batman white knight hardcover but um as mario was kind enough to point out today on the facebook group dcb service has the hardcover now on their site so you can add it to this month's order if you're so inclined which i did as well um and you might want to consider doing that because who knows once these things get printed they don't generally do reprints of them yeah, well, uh, the order cut off for it is march 11th so you you i yeah. don't know when they
1: Cut off will be for the March books period overall. Usually, it's around the eighteenth or so. But um, yeah, the, the sooner you order, it, the better.
2: But I have the Mister Miracle trade coming in my box.
1: I know. Yes, you do. What and the now I'm going go to give
2: yep. Well, how much is the, the hardcover? Twenty and twenty
1: ninety nine after DCBS discount. Twenty ninety
2: nine. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the soft cover. Damn, son. Right. Is there, no, is, there extra, hate. is there extra is so, there extra stuff in the hardcover? Like, uh, I,
0: yeah, a hard cover. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I
1: don't know. Does the trade does the trade
2: have the content of the director's cut? I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't want any script pages and, and stuff like that because that's yeah, no, you hate back matter. Right now, I no. I hate script pages. Oh, I hate
0: back matter, so I don't do that.
2: I don't need to see the script read the book alright everybody we love you so much be back here we'll be waiting for you and um say goodnight boys
0: goodnight good boys goodnight boys Be good.